好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好了好
Um, I think the MPDs are coming out soon, apparently. But before this month's numbers, you know, Microsoft was talking in terms of, yeah, yeah, son, we shipped X million numbers of units. Yeah, we shipped this, we shipped that, yeah. Sony's like, yeah, well, we sold Y amount. And when one company is talking about how much they sold and the other one's talking about what they shipped, you already know that there's there's got to be some kind of disparity there, right? Because otherwise, why wouldn't they just say, yeah, we sold X amount? Exactly. Because, you know, it, it's a much more significant amount when you actually sell through as opposed to when, you know, only the stores buy your stuff. Yeah. I think uh, besides the fact that people are like, yeah, fuck, fuck Connect and stuff like that. And I, I'm certainly in the kind of like, why do I want to connect camp? But... Mm-hmm. But because you know, again, so this was dictated completely by the market. People don't want Connect, but at the same time, what what happens when what happens when Nintendo, you know, or I should I should kind of phrase this in with hypothetical grammar. What would have happened had Nintendo said, "All right, well, you know what? Um, we're going to decouple the Wii Remote from the Wii. Not all Wiis will come with a Wii Remote. You can choose to play with it, or you can choose to play with a classic controller, or what? And yes, technologically, I know a classic controller attaches to the Wii Remote. That's not that's not the issue here. We're just saying hypothetically, right? Mm-hmm. What happens if we decouple that? The entire reason for that box to exist goes away. What happens when Nintendo says the gamepad is going away? The entire reason for the Wii U to exist kind of goes away in that same vein. The whole purpose, well. I could get that to that in a second, but you know, again, hypothetically speaking, you know, this is what differentiates them from the crowd. They they can't put out as good, you know, aesthetics as the Xbox One and the PS4, right? Mm-hmm. They're not gonna have the third party support. Like the, the the console has nothing to play if you don't like Nintendo games, right? They have some indie games, True. they have Nintendo games, they have nothing else. Um so then you take away the gamepad, which is what defines it as a as an interesting prospect what's the point right why you know True. and again i'm being a little hyperbolic here of course there's a point if you <laughs> like nintendo games you buy that system it doesn't matter what it comes with but again it's it's it, it you know it's the idea of you're now losing your identity um and and that especially goes for for xbox one where you know most of the content is premium third-party content that may be found on ps4 what what do most people flock to call? Cause I almost gave away the hint there. Yeah, yeah. Your own question. <laughs> what what do people what do most people flock to Xbox to play in the 360 days? Call of Duty. What a Call of Duty, son. Right. That was on PS3. So and it probably still is. And it's still going to be on PS3. It's going to be on PS4. And I mean, I think that people are also you know other than uh, Call of Duty is Metal Gear, which apparently is coming out. I think. Um, Phantom Pain might not come out for everything. No, no. Yeah, Phantom uh, Pain because Ground Zero. I think it's supposed to come out, out for now, both. For everything. Well, Ground Zeroes did. I don't Ground know Zero's about came Phantom out Pain. for Xbox, PS3, and PS4. Not Xbox One. Um, I I don't know. And let's see. Uh, let's check GameStop. And let's see. Uh, Ground. Hello. There we go. Zeroes. Metal Gear Solid. Let's race. I'm checking Zeros. Giant Bomb. 360, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, uh uh-huh, and PlayStation 3. Now, Phantom Pain is coming out on X-Bone and PS4. Okay, right. That was the thing. Um, The next one only comes out for the the next-gen consoles. No, that's coming out on PS3 and Xbox 360 as well. 
Oh, it is. I, okay. I, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about generational gap. I'm talking about um, platform holder gap. So it's it's coming out on both right. Microsoft and Sony. Is is mm-hmm. is the point? Is the point that we're both making is that like a lot of the big stuff is going to be you know out for both. So exactly. You know, it depends on how much you really like Forza. How much more you like Forza than Gran Turismo? Mm-hmm. How much do you really want to play Titanfall over you know um, Killzone, which um, whose oh, second okay. whose second Killzone and third entries were actually supposedly pretty good? You know, where Killzone for PS2 was a heaping pile of garbage. <laughs> Um, so it's, you know, it's one or the other. And at the end of the day, you know, now that, okay, I'll admit now that the Xbox one doesn't have the connect in some alternative way, I'm like, now I'm more interested in the Xbox one than I was before because it is cheaper. But then at the same time, what differentiates it from the PS4? Right. I don't, I don't know. Not much. Not much. I mean, especially now that you have PlayStation plus and that's required to play PS4 games online. So you've got well, that's actually a negative strike against Sony. So that's a good. But the point. thing is, it puts them on both in an even level now. Right. Uh, like, good PS3, point. Three, you yeah. had the advantage. Good point. So, um, yeah, I mean, at this point, it's all about the uh, you know, it's about it's about what it was about before the uh, community. What console are your friends playing, or uh, do you want to? be in that Xbox Live community or do you want to be in the PlayStation uh sort of more open community because like things like Play- uh, PlayStation Final Fantasy 14 can't come out for Xbox because um wait is it out for 3 I don't think it no it's not it's only out for PS3 PS4 and PC and it can't come out for Xbox because of the standards and there are certain games that you can't have like cross platform for example, Final Fantasy yeah. 14 is a cross-platform game. Like I'm playing that on PC, but there are people who I know uh, who I can actually interact with who play it on PS3 and PS4. Yeah. So uh, you can't do that on Xbox. And then there are other games that, um, you know, you may have all your friends playing stuff on 360 uh, and Xbox One, and so you'd want to get an Xbox One so you can continue playing with your friends. Or you'd be like us and and not really have any time to play with any friends and then it's just a crapshoot. <laughs> yeah. Which controller feels better or Right. And at this point they're both pretty solid. And mm-hmm. l- let me let me be clear. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that the Xbox one is pointless. I-, I I guess I guess I should again be a little bit less hyperbolic but um hyperbole. Um <laughs> I'm not saying that it's pointless for it to exist. You know, it is a company that is trying to make money that is trying to offer its own services in a better way. Um, but what I mean is that it it's I, I just I guess it's just it's a sad thing that this happened and then everyone's treating it like thank fucking God right because while I personally didn't want to be forced to buy Connect at the very least what what its forced inclusion provided was a set standards that developers would know that this thing is always going to be there they could take advantage of it in ways that they couldn't on the PS4 or the Wii U you know it's it's going to be a standard that um, they can kind of depend on, right? Which is, which is kind of the same reason why you know you want you wanted there to be a Wii remote in every Wii, even though like most hardcore gamers were like, you know what, we're not touching Nintendo's platform anymore because I don't want to play with a waggle. Well, you know what, fine. Developers who wanted to use that could rely on the fact that that peripheral was actually not a peripheral, but was a mainstay. Same thing with the Xbox 360 when they took the hard drive away, right? Then developers mm-hmm. were like, uh, you know. 
we thought that it was going to launch with the 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 shitty back the the shitty pack was one without a hard drive, right? When the first when the first yeah when the 360 yeah, first launched, it had um. Uh, it was either nothing or twenty gigs, right? Yeah, it was either nothing or a hard drive, but you'd have to buy a hard drive separately, right. right? So developers couldn't count on that being there. And going into that generation, coming out of the original Xbox generation, they at least knew that it was there. True. Now they can't. Because the Xbox only had one SKU with just a hard drive. Right. Now, now they can't. Right. So it's like, well, well, what do you do? Um, you know, you've you've pretty much removed a standard. Um, you've removed any incentive for people to, you know, experiment and do what Harmonix does. Harmonix is a is a great example of a developer that knows how to take, you know, some interesting technology and make it work for them, whether or not the the, the technology is, you know, perfect or not. Mm-hmm. So that you know, I'm I understand completely why they're why they're upset, and you know, I think frankly, um, it's a sad thing. You know, is would would I be more likely to buy an Xbox One now? You know, at a hundred dollars cheaper. You know, I suppose so. And I guess that's all that matters at the end of the day. I just, I, I guess, I just wish that, I wish that more mattered to more people, if not myself. You know. So. True. Now th- that brings in on par with the PS4 price, right? Because I don't even know how much these things. They're cost both three ninety nine right now. Um, mm-hmm. at least, uh, at least, um, the SKU without the uh connect. Although. I did see some blurbs that cause her eye claims that the PS4 is now already profitable from a hardware standpoint. Wow. Which, you know, I I don't know if that is just, you know, kind of yes man speak or like, you know, they they got creative with how they're calculating that. Mm -hmm. But if that is the case, then it is very possible that E3 will see, you know, uh, let me me rephrase. Right, right. There, there, There is the possibility for a price drop to happen possibly without sony feeling too much of a uh, of a of an impact from that um mm-hmm. a ne- in the negative just be a 50 dollar yeah. right they probably won't do it and and i have no information i'm speculating as somebody who you know reads websites and likes video games i'm just i'm just saying that because it is already profitable they have the option of doing that if they so chose to do it you know mm-hmm. they could they could they could very easily say you know what We'll throw in a second controller, or we'll start throwing in the camera. Or... <laughs> throw in a second controller. Yeah. Well, here's remember back in the days where you got a controller and a game, and a zapper. Yeah. Shit. Two controllers in the game. Here's the thing: is that um, the scuttlebutt is that a lot of PS4s uh, are also selling through with the PlayStation camera, which is mm. really funny because people don't want the connect. <laughs> Right. I guess it's and just you a have min- to buy the camera separately, right. right? I guess it's just a mentality of being forced into something that you want a choice. And it's- oh wait, wait, wait! It could also be because of that stupid thing that people were abusing. Oh, the like the playroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. whatever that thing was where people were like filming themselves having sex and, and streaming. Yeah. <laughs> the the other thing is that um, I is the camera cheaper? Is the camera fifty dollars? I think maybe it is. I'm not sure. Could but be, I don't know. but when you see the, do the research. when you see the video that Microsoft put out to announce this you know connectless skew, it was like <laughs> it was like you know this is a great day we're offering our gamers choice we're you know we recognize that our our customers want to have the choice of whether or not to buy into Connect now or later you know they can choose to get into Xbox One right away and then upgrade their experience to the fullest extent later if they so choose it's all about choice and they're all like trying to be happy about it but you know in the back of their minds you know they've got to be thinking well this fucking thing failed 
You know, it's not about choice. It's about we're getting our ass kicked. If mm-hmm. if they were selling close to or on par with, you know, what's it's called? PS4? I, I can't even think right now. Um, <laughs> but if they're selling close to or on par with it, they probably wouldn't... It, it wouldn't be a choice. to be like, no, you have one choice. Yep. Get the one with Kinect. You have any skew as long as it has Kinect. You have any color as long as it's black, like, like the first car, you know? Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Oh, uh, the uh, PlayStation 4 camera is $70. $70. Okay, so, huh. eh. Big whoop. What, do you want to fight about it? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's sad. I think it's sad. I hope that Nintendo doesn't say we're just going to give you a skew with the Pro Controller. I hope that it keeps the gamepad. I, I realize that they're getting hammered, but you know what? Like, they made their bed. They should sleep in it. They should take full advantage of that thing. Continue to say that this is our identity as a company. We're doing something different. Because then... Uh, then it's just the same boring shit. Yep. You know, and I, I guess... I mean, if they want to make money, they can always yeah. just do the same boring shit. <laughs> they got the 3DS, they're just making the money, I don't know. No, no, they, they've exactly. been doing really badly, though. Um, well, yeah, the Wii U has pretty much cut into the reserves. Not the reserves, but cut into the uh, profits hard. Yeah. Like a freaking serrated knife. <laughs> they got to come out with games. It's, it's that simple. Gotta, at least, yes. the, at least X-Bone games. has games. Despite the fact that like fifty percent of them are the same as on other consoles, at least they have them. They have something. Yeah, ninety-nine percent yeah. of the games that, yeah. that I personally don't feel like playing, but they do have games for the people who are buying the console. Yeah, I, I will say that the Wii U has the games that I want, but that's look, true. It's not the games that most of America wants. So I mean, that's something that they have to think about: is the cultural divide. Mm-hmm. What does America want? Yep. It's it's a shame. It's a shame. You know, and I'm not I'm not all about to get like, oh, you know, America, fuck yeah, meh. <laughs> you know, in a snarky way to say that like all they want is Call of Duty, but, but all they want is Call of Duty and Madden. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. That that's where, that's what's driving most of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's got to be. You know, I mean, you, you don't you you don't you don't mostly get people like you and me. You know, who are actually you know, discussing Tomodachi life offline. You don't get people like, you know, like Gideon, who um, who got me Jean d'Arc, a tactical RPG with no name brand attached to it for my birthday, right? You, you don't get people like that who are conscious of these other games, you know. You, you, you got, where'd I call a duty at? Oh, Madden, <laughs> Madden, live, Madden. So, I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. You know, I hope, I hope Harmonix's games knock it out of the park and show people why... You know they should be happy that they own a connect. Yep. You know, Dance Central was great. It was a hacked together game, kind of, because it didn't really, you know, you it wasn't really one to one motion, but they knew how to work that system to make you feel like you were having fun, and that's all that matters at the end. You know. Yep. Um, before we actually go into what you're playing, like, does does the fact that the X Bone now has no connect make you slightly more interested because it's cheaper, or slightly less interested because it's not interesting anymore? Uh, man, can I choose a third option? <laughs> pretend there's a gun to your head. Uh, pretend <laughs> that I'm actually interested in it? Yeah. Uh, well, I I would probably be more interested in it because it's cheaper. Because I'm not interested in Connect. Right. And, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that my son would probably eat up the Connect. That's an uh, interesting proposition. That but, you you bring in a new equa- you bring in something into the equation now that I think about it with with the children. Yeah, I mean, then I'd have to buy those crappy Connect games. I mean, but at the same time, when it comes to kids, 
you can make a crappy game and they love it because it's it's not about the game it's just about what you're doing with it here's the other thing though that i uh, i'm thinking about it the 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 double fine sesame street thing mm-hmm. that ain't for you and me nope. but it's you know it's a great kids product and you know god bless double fine for being one of those studios that you can more or less trust to put out quality product so if there's gonna be a kill a, a kill a kill wow that's that's the wrong word if there's gonna be a kids <laughs> game that you know that's going to make it onto store shelves you'll want it to come from someone like double fine true because they'll it'll be a combination of something for kids solid and design something that will actually do something yeah something that has a solid design yeah. that won't just be like some piece of crap time waster right like carnival games on Wii. <laughs> right and you know kids will absolutely love carnival games because they don't see into the poor design they just see i'm doing this and that's happening i'm doing this and that's happening yeah. this is fun that's that's why I think that you know that that's why Nintendo still has a place in my heart and why I think you know brain dead simple games simple not 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 easy simple mm-hmm. brain dead simple games like New Super Mario Brothers even though they're they've come up with way too many of them in the past couple of years are still valuable because you and I can still have fun with them because they are solidly designed they are very um, mechanically sound they feel good to play but kids get a fucking kick out of the colors. Yep. So we can have fun with our kids while enjoying this experience, and I feel like games that come out of like games that come out of the studios like Double Fine that actually cater to kids it kind of fall into that same vein. And when you have a connect to actually, you know, let your kid get up off the couch and not just sit there with their mouth hanging, mouths hanging open, you know, I think that's a good thing. So I hope mm-hmm. that that is still in the cards. So, uh, all right. So it's been five months. You've beaten <laughs> a lot of stuff. I've beaten yeah, some right. stuff. A lot of stuff, you say. You've beaten some stuff. I've beaten some yeah. stuff. <laughs> it's not even some stuff at this point. You've beaten a stuff. I've beaten two yeah. stuffs. <laughs> well, three, really. Because uh, I don't get it. Let, let, let's hear about it. What, what have you been playing? Um, do I want to start with what I finished, or do I want to start with what I'm currently doing? Uh, sh- sure. <laughs> that wasn't uh, an answer. That, that, was a, that wasn't really a yes or no question. <laughs> So I'll start with what I'm currently A yes or no answer. A yes or no question. (laughs) I hate that. Sure. Do you want to do this or this? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you need me to repeat? Um, Do you understand what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm a Nintendo game. So I'm currently playing Rusty's Real Deal Baseball on 3DS. Well, everything is on 3DS except for Final Fantasy XIV, which is on PC. A.K.A. Hard Um, Sell, the video game. Yes, hard sell the video game. Come with baseball. on, five dollars more. Come on, you know you want it. Um, I'll I'll go into that a little bit. I got it especially for you, buddy. Um, <laughs> you know me, man. I'm also playing. You know me. It's rusty. Now, now you sound like the rabbit in uh street pass. Hey, hey, I got a special deal for you. Only five dollars more. You get we get three three street pass games. Oh, you don't want it? Let me hold. Let me talk to my boss. Maybe I can get you a discount. All right, three dollars more. <laughs> also, I'm a rabbit. Also, I'm a rabbit. <laughs> um, I'm also playing Witch and Hero on 3DS. Mm. And I am playing, well, I played temporarily Moon Chronicles for 3DS. Mm. I call it played temporarily because I finished the first episode and I'm waiting for the second episode. That being the remake of Moon on the original right. DS, correct? On the original DS. You know who developed that? And Renegade Kid. Yep. Love those guys. 
Yep, Mutant yep. Muds was fucking awesome. Yes, Mutant Muds was and still continues to be fucking awesome. Um, I'll start with Moon Chronicles since I just talked about sure. it. But um, um, it's a solid first-person shooter. Think uh, the control of Metroid Prime Hunters with like the fluidity and just the general kind of like design of like Doom, and um, you get this kind of like simplistic. No, not even like Doom. Let's say Half Life, the original Half Life, because mm-hmm. I haven't played the others. So like match the fluidity and the kind of um, the the storytelling methods to to a point of Half Life with the controls and sort of like the just the intuition of being able to control your character using this control setup of Metroid Prime Hunters. The game runs in 3D, 60 frames per second, uh, mostly because the 3D is only on one screen. And the uh, bottom screen is used as a map and um, as a radar interface and everything like that. You can change your weapons and all that stuff just using touchscreen. And you control your character using the circle pad and the L button to shoot. You can also use the D-pad to change weapons and things like that, I think, on the fly. Um, Hold on, if you want, real quick. Mm-hmm. When you say storytelling, like Half Life, you're implying the kind of immersive, like everything is kind of told at you. You never leave your perspective, and certain things are could be garnered from contextual items in the environment versus cutscenes. Correct. Got there it. are cutscenes in the game, but the cutscenes are just uh, transitional, uh, and they're pulled straight from the GBA, which is like the only thing I kind of had a mi- mini gripe about. Like, well, they could have upscaled the video, but ah, not from the GBA. Um, yeah, they they took the video straight from the GBA, so it's that low res compressed video. There was a Game Boy game. I thought it was a three, a, a DS. Oh, game. I'm sorry, I said GBA. I'm thinking. Cause oh, I'm thinking it's going back. Yeah, the I was DS like, game. what? <laughs> Thank you for correcting me because I would have kept saying GBA. Because Duke Nukem 3D did come out for for the GBA. Hmm? What? Duke Nukem 3D did come out for GBA, and I owned that. And so I was like, oh, is true. Was, it, was this one of those old games? So No, 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 no. Moon is a, a DS game. Got it. Um, so the the videos are there, but they're like, oh, if you go into a new area or something like that, or if you, you, you go into a boss encounter, they give you like the little five-second video that shows you the boss or shows you moving and things like that. But the main story elements are conversations between you and your superior officers, those are kind of like codec transmissions a la Metal Gear. Um, and then there Gear. are terminals. And terminals all throughout the the levels so far that I've seen that basically tell the story of something that has happened and you're trying to piece it together. Because essentially what it is is you are on the moon and you're a part of a research – well, you're not a part of a research team. You're in the army. You're a major in the army, and they're doing some kind of work of research on the moon. And uh, basically, something happens where the there these sentient beings, like robots that fly around and whatnot, and they just suddenly like attack. And it's up to you to investigate it. And you notice that like four of your squad mates are missing. So as you're going along. You, you find the fate of one of them, the other three are still missing, and you explore this kind of like 
in the first episode, you basically are exploring like a laboratory. Mm-hmm. And uh, it ends with you kind of going into another area where there's like a subterranean, uh, just this whole other subterranean level where you're trying to delve deeper more into this mystery of what's actually happening on the moon. Uh, also, in the process, you wind up picking up this like serum that makes you superhuman. And the superhuman ability is, is just basically like kind of like the the catalyst is the way that they can allow you to restore your health because you pick up more of the serum to restore your health. It's just, you know, kind of how they explain that. Uh, real quick, how how long mm-hmm. is the is the first episode so far? It sounds like you finished it already. The first episode, yeah, it's only four hours. Got it. And the uh, I was just reading because I wanted to see it when the next three episodes were going to come out, yeah. but I don't. They don't have a date, but the main game is eight ninety nine. Um, four hours. It's four chapters, and apparently they're VR missions. Um, and the other three chat, the other three episodes are, I think, I I think they're also four chapters a piece, but they're like two hours of gameplay a piece, and they're two dollars a piece. So, um, you're paying nine. Let's see, nine six about fifteen dollars for the whole game. And this four-episode compilation is the entirety of the original moon, just told in an episodic uh, style. Like chapter one, chapter two. Got it. Well, episode one, episode two, because each episode is broken down into separate chapters. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so basically, <clears throat> you you pick up in the beginning of the game this serum, and it allows you to restore your health, and you get a gun that has limited ammo, which is pretty cool, because it it takes some time some getting used to just like trying to aim at these moving targets with the stylus and when you shoot there's like recoil so things going all over the place but not so much and i i like the ds for first person shooters believe it or not it it works really well yeah. especially you know you're using the screen for your aiming and looking and uh shoot well you shoot with the l button so you're not tapping the screen all the time. You're just basically holding the stylus on the screen and moving it around to aim. I, I will always maintain that it's superior to dual analog. That's just me, though. I, I hate, it, hate, hate. It, it is. When the option is available, the stylus is uh, completely superior to dual analog in every way. And especially when the game is smooth like this. Because you, you get the... Um, you're basically faced with enemies that kind of shift and move a lot. Like these flying sentries, they, they will kind of lurk, and then they'll shoot at you, but then they'll slide over to the side. So you have to move really, you have to have the ability to look really fast. And that's where the stylus facilitates that. Uh, and then there's a lot of circle strafing involved, which, yeah, you can circle strafe pretty well with the um, the dual analog, but try circle strafing while trying to hit multiple targets on a boss. Yeah, you know, it's not like you just hit anywhere on a boss and the boss will be dealt damage. There's a boss in the game where there's basically four, uh, three spots or four spots that you have to hit, and you got to hit that while moving because he shoots like fifteen bullets at you at the same time. If you just stay still, you'll get hit by one of them, and at the same time, those little sentries are flying around trying to shoot you as well. And then the main purpose of sentries is to drop health and stuff like that, health and ammo. Uh, so that's that. It's it's pretty good. I I enjoyed it. I'm really looking forward to the next episodes. Um, I am also playing Witch and Hero, which is kind of like a tower defense game. It's a single tower. 
in this case. And it's uh, got a little funny premise. Basically, is a hero and a witch, and they went to face Medusa. Fancy that. Medusa turned <laughs> the, the, the Medusa turned the witch into stone, and beat the crap out of the hero. But the hero is ever resilient. Uh, he survived this beatdown and carried the witch away from stone to stone. And so they survived. Uh, they went to a, another witch to try and, you know, break the spell. She winds up breaking the spell, but only temporarily. And she tells the hero that they have to face Medusa and kill her to, in order to fully break the spell. And of course, the king is the king of the kingdom is offering a hefty reward for the defeat of Medusa, which is what brought them there in the first place. So you're going through all these stages, and the whole point, the, well, the gameplay style is that the witch is in the center of the screen, stone, and you have to run around. You're very, very slow in the beginning of the game as the hero, and you have to defeat the enemies that are converging upon the witch. You the hero has a health bar, witch has a health bar. Uh, unfortunately, sort of. The only way to damage the enemies is to bump into them. And that, of course, results in the hero taking damage. So after a while, the hero is just going to get knocked out. It's kind of like Gauntlet-ish. You just, the melee parts of Gauntlet, where you just kind of true. run where into you just enemies. basically are bumping into the enemies. And yeah, that results in you taking damage as well. And so you're doing this in this... Well, in the beginning, it's not so frantic, but... As the game goes on, it gets a little bit frantic. It's like a frantic uh, attempt to keep this witch alive. In the beginning stages, the witch stays stone. You, you don't really understand what to do to bring the witch back. Um, then you find that you need beast blood to bring the witch back. Then they start dropping blood. You collect the blood. It fills a gauge that's underneath your health. You touch the witch to give the witch the blood, and when the witch's blood gauge is full, she activates and starts casting magic. And there are two magics. There's a wind, whirlwind magic that goes in a circle. Uh, it just kind of like spirals out. And then there's a fireball magic, which is directional, so it's stronger, but it, it's only targeted. Not targeted. It just only goes straight. And then it upgrades to, like, well, so far, it upgrades to a three-way but I haven't really seen an upgrade to the wind. Maybe it does a little bit more damage. But the thing about the wind is that the wind will hit like everybody around it, as opposed to the fire, where you have to kind of keep on pressing L and R in order to rotate the witch to hit the enemies. Then after the blood gauge goes down and goes away, she turns back to stone. Um, so there's a lot of strategy involved, because basically what you have to do is you have to run around and hit these enemies, and the best, of course, the most opportunistic location to hit them is from behind, so that they take more damage and you take less. Uh, this is all based on their sprite, which is funny because the enemies will be coming from either the left or the right, top or the bottom, and they'll be going in a certain direction, but the sprite is only facing left or right. So in order for you to actually do the damage, you have to hit the sprite if, you know, behind the sprite. So it could be going down, but it's looking left, and you still have to hit it from the right. Look up a video of Witch and Hero on YouTube. <laughs> And even if like you hit it from the top, sometimes if you're if you hit it on the top left, if it's facing left, you're not gonna do the 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 bonus damage. And of course, if you're hitting it in the direction that it's moving, you're going to push it closer to the witch. So it's a little tough. And then you get into these situations where you're like overwhelmed, and you gotta basically just bump into the enemies from the front and get knocked out. Hopefully, you get knocked out close enough to the witch, jam on the buttons to get your health back, and then come back in time that the witch doesn't die and 
then you later on you get a holy sword which i haven't gotten yet because the game just got really tough <laughs> i'm at stage 11 which i think is like maybe two or three stages before the holy sword and there's these it's weird it's like these giant snakes that come out because the whole point of the each level is that you're fighting enemies until like a giant enemy comes out and that's like the boss of the level and once you beat that boss the stage ends and you move on to the next stage you get your xp and your gold if you fail the witch dies you get half the xp and gold that you generated for that level and then you have to retry it so at least you know it's it's more of like a bang your head <clears> against the wall until you get enough power and have the proper tactics to get past whatever level and then you go into past levels to kind of complete them again to get enough money to buy to upgrade your skills you upgrade your sword your shield and your boots so you can move a little faster take a little less damage and do more damage and you can upgrade the whirlwind and fire spells but i'm at a point where like these giant snakes come out and they kill me in one hit and they kill the witch in one hit and i'm like well how am i supposed to beat these guys so take a little break from that and then i go play rusty's real deal baseball which is a brain dead mindless game that's really fun uh, half of the game is playing these little baseball games, and they give you, as a demo, uh, a hitting game where they pitch you balls, and you have to hit it at the right time such that you hear the crack of the bat and the ball goes out for, like, a home run type of thing. And if you hit it too early or too late, you get varying results. Uh, you get one, two, or three points based on your hit. Your goal is to try and get the three points every time so that you can get the A grade for whatever mini game you're doing. So it starts out like, oh, they just throw you a ball and you hit it. And you got to hit it like 10 times. Then there'll be like two people throwing you ball. Well, they're robots. Um, two of them will throw you balls one at a time. And it might be random. And then they'll both like do the animation where they're throwing, but only one of them is going to throw the ball. So it kind of switches it up on you. Um, there are 25 levels on the basic and 25 levels on advance and the way you unlock the advance is if you either finish three sets because it's 25 levels in a grid five different challenges with five different difficulties and if you finish either all five levels up to tier three or if you finish three levels completely you'll get the advanced mode okay can i stop um, you there just for a quick second yeah i'm sorry i think i messed that one up but no anyway. that's that's fine i don't think that really matters i i no I've heard that that's far and away not the interesting part of this game, and I'm very curious to think to, to hear what you have to say about Rusty. Ah, well, okay. About this it is definitely hard not the salesman most interesting of a dog part of the game. But, that um, wants your money. <laughs> All your money. The, the, the progression part of the game, I guess you'll say, because honestly, I've spent most of my time just playing. I, I, I've gotten up to episode three. Basically, in the progression, your goal is to buy these games from Rusty. Because you're given a demo of the first game, but then after you're given a demo of the first game, you try it, you have to go back and talk to Rusty. Rusty is basically this dog who used to be a, uh, a a baseball star. And now he's got 10 kids, 10 puppies <laughs> that all look the same, whether they're a boy or a girl. That's racist. You actually get to choose one. How's that racist? <laughs> It's not. It's just they all look <laughs> the same. No, they all actually do look the same. When you, because basically you have to choose a puppy as your like ward because he's he can't handle all ten kids at the same time. 
and this one one of the kids basically hangs out with you and he gives you tips but they all look the same and they all make jokes about the fact that he can't tell the difference between them and neither can they <laughs> and they go yeah yeah that's one of my brothers or sister i don't even one, know because one, one nintendo gotta be racist why didn't that be racist? <laughs> dogs. Bruh. Anyway, um, dogs are people so, too. Mm-hmm. And so he's got these ten kids, and his life, his wife just left him. So he's kind of down in the dumps. Oh, shit, this is depressing. And, <laughs> and he's got this store, which is like his last bastion of hope for for providing for his family. And you come into the store, and he, you know. You, you say things to him to kind of put him on, well, to get get on his good side. And you get these donuts that you give him because he loves donuts. And you attend to the various things that go on in the episodes. Like the first episode, he's essentially having an issue where he can't smell anything because his nose hair is too long. And you play the demo of the game that he gives you for free. And you, you and while you're progressing, you unlock Nose trimmers, nose hair trimmers. Oh and you go back to the store, you're talking to him, and he talks about how he's got this this problem and whatnot, and um, you can talk to him to get more information out of it, and you want, come to find out that his nose hair is too long. So you give him the nose hair clippers, and he he is very appreciative. So now he you, you choose a game that you want to buy, the next game you want to buy, and based on what you did... He'll give you a discount. He'll drop the game by a certain number of cents. All the games, is about 10 games, I think. They're all $4 a piece. Um, it's your goal. For real dollars, ha- rather, right? Yes, for real dollars. Not, not in-game money. The game, real the game itself, when you go to the eShop and get this game for the first time, it is free. A free-to-play game. What you get for no money is a five-level demo or something like that of the hit quick-hit game. Or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think that you can play the hitting game after you finish the demo. They basically tell you to go to the store and haggle with Rusty to either buy the full version of the game or buy another game. So what I did was I bought a second game. Um, I haggled them down from $4 to $2 by giving him like a donut and basically <laughs> trying to help his self-esteem and giving him the nose hair trimmers. Yeah, and so I bought the I bought the the catch game, which I almost nearly hundred percented, and that was half off. I played through the, the 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 catcher game, and as you play the game and you finish the levels, you get stamps. So for the level one of whatever game you're doing, you get one stamp, and then two, you get two, three, four, and five. As you go through the stamp book. You get things like donuts, half-off coupons, 30% off coupons. You know, you get discount coupons because there are certain games that you can only get with coupons. He will not haggle you with, over, whatever. You have to use coupons. The other ones, you haggle them down. Let me ask you another and, question that I'm interested uh-huh. in about this. Yeah. Does the game, and granted, you are enjoying the minigames. Mm-hmm. They do seem a bit simple. Does this game work? Given Rusty and his story and everything, does it work if Nintendo's localization didn't do as good a job as they usually do with kind of making these weird stories come to life? Are you asking me if it wasn't for well, would the game be bad if it, if the localization was bad? Would you would you enjoy it as much if 
Rusty was just a dog that sold you games, and there was no backstory. There was no racist kids. There, <laughs> I know that it's not racist, but I just think it's funny. <laughs> you know, like, like, cause, cause that as I was well, reading, there's, there's more to it. I mean, I'm only in episode yeah. three. I mean, the guy can't cook, and you go and you. That's what I was trying to explain right, with the right. stamp book. You get uh, as a part of episode two, you get a coupon for remedial cooking classes. <laughs> And you go back to him, and he talks about how his kids, he found, after you cut his nose hair, he smelled smoke. And he went into the kitchen and found that his kids were in the kitchen trying to cook because his mom's not there. And they know dad can't cook, so they were trying their best. So he felt bad, and you feel bad. You try and cheer him up, and then you give him this remedial cooking thing, the remedial, remedial cooking coupon. He refuses, so you offer it to him again. And he refuses, and you offer it to him one more time. He goes, all right. I'll take it. I understand that you're trying to be very nice to me. And because of this, I will cut down the, the value of the next game by like half. Yeah. Like straight up half. See, that, that's... And then you do something else and he cuts it even more. So I like got the second game for less than $2. Yeah, that's what that's what's intriguing. It's like it's like it's almost as if it's it's more like an a point and click adventure game where it's all about understanding the, you know, what you're supposed to do in order to advance the story as opposed mm-hmm. to like Hey, it's baseball. You know what I mean? And and I guess that's what Certainly. led me to the question of like without all this context, without all this characterization, if it was just, yo, pay four dollars for this, if you enter like the Konami code, you could pay two dollars. If it was just bland, is it as intriguing? No, not at all. I I mean I wouldn't pay four dollars for it. Like I would get if this was like a you know I'm I'm gonna say volleyball, but please don't think about the quality of volleyball. Just think about the simplicity of with game. which you have volleyball. Oh. Game mode A, game mode B, one player, two player, right? And that's all it is, and you just hit a ball until somebody scores. <laughs> now, remember back in 1985, 86, Nintendo charged you $50 to buy that game? Volley fucking ball. Remember that? that fucking game, $50. Now, imagine, imagine if they charged you Rusty's Real Deal Baseball without the story for $40 because it's $10 a game and each $4 from the main game it it would not sell at all it wouldn't even if it would even if it had the graphic novel in it and you couldn't haggle and it was $40 straight up out the box it's not worth it but just getting a game that technically is $40 and having the opportunity to kind of you know sweeten up the deal with the character so that you could get the game for less than $40 is just appealing. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just a psyche thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's like I, I want to play this game because I want to see how much I – it's so fucking dumb. I want to see how much I can actually wind up paying for this game. But he, he's, he's, why he's why am I playing a game to see how much I can spend on it? This racist dog is hard in his luck, and you're trying to you, you you're trying to get him to discount his life to you. What? Yeah, and then on top of that, it's like you know he's like he really needs this money. Give him the four dollars. Right, he really needs this fucking money, but at the same time, <laughs> he he's kids are even telling real. you, my dad's a pushover. I'm sure you can get this game for half. I know he needs it to survive, but really, bring it down, bring it down on him. I'm like, okay, that's fine. a shit ass kid. <laughs> I mean, he, my kid an asshole if he treated man like that way. What? Who puts food on your table? <laughs> so yeah. Uh, All right, son, I mean, come the get the belt. Really fun though. Let's get the belt, huh? Get the belt. 
<laughs> and then that'll make the kids want you to haggle with him even more. But um, aside from that, the, the games are actually really fun. Um, when it comes to uh, if you're into high scores and you're into simple challenges and being able to overcome a simple challenge, like that's something that I really enjoy. Like, I find myself, um, you know, I, if I don't want to bang my head against the wall with Witching Hero and I already finished Moon at one point, like when I first played Moon, Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of got a little motion sick. I was like, "Oh man, mm. I can't play this for a very long time." Again, Shades of Half Life. Yeah, exactly. That's what. That's why I, I kind of mentioned Half Life because it really felt like Half Life. But then after a while, I wound up um, like I played on the train. And I didn't feel sick, which was that's in and of itself pretty good. Um, so I finished Moon, and I wasn't really in the mood to play Witcher Hero. And I had something, you know, if I needed to play a game for like fifteen minutes, I'll keep on trying to you know 100 percent these little games in rusties because all it is is like oh catch catch the ball and the the catch thing is really cool because you all it is is you move the circle pad in one of six directions either left right up left up right up or down and down is really because in the advanced games they like throw stuff straight at you but most of the time, that stuff that they throw straight at you is, like, stuff you don't want to catch, like spikes and bombs and shit. Mm-hmm. And so you have to either move the, the the glove up or around or down, straight down, which would be safer to do because, say, they're throwing a ball and a bomb and whatnot. And, it, you know, you do this, you have to catch it and make, like, 50 points. So you want to hit as many threes as you can and get the A grade. And then there's one where you have to catch the ball and then you move forward closer, closer, closer to the batter so that the ball comes at you much faster. Then they they put a variation on that in the advanced mode where you're going back and forth. And so you catch the ball and then you go really close and you catch the ball and you go like middle and then you go close again and you go all the way back and it's, you know, then they have these ones where they there's five people throwing a ball at you one at a time and it gets really fast and you have to kind of balance it so there's all that stuff going on where you have to change what you're doing and and these things end in like 35 seconds 40 seconds and it's really exciting at times um so that's 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 rusty's which is um a rather interesting game that starts out as a free-to-play but i guess hopefully we'll have another podcast soon and i can talk about the other games because there's like 10 games I only have two. Ten games um, and potentially less than $40 each. Uh, $40, $4. <laughs> $40. I'd be like, the hell no, Rusty. Go. Well, it's definitely going to be less than $4 each unless you're right. being very generous. Fuck um, that. Because, you know, you, you get all these coupons and stuff for, like, the games that you can only use coupons on. So why are you going to not use right. the damn coupons? So so all told, you could end up spending no more than $20 for this and, and potentially less, I've heard. Yes, exactly, because I think that there are some situations where he'll drop the price and it'll go under two. Like, I, I ran into one. I think I bought one for, like, a $1.70 or $1.90. Yeah. Um, and that was, like, that's the lowest he's going. So I think if you can try and find a way to mathematically set it so that he does a deep discount where it's close to two dollars yeah then you you did well really well <laughs> you won the game by spending money yeah just not as much as you know just not as much as the uh you know the msrp it's like it's basically going sales shopping it's, it's in real life it is steam the game. game 
Steam the game. How long can you wait before you play this game? Oh, jeez. Years. All right, so that's all I'm playing other Years. than Final Fantasy fourteen, which is... Uh, I don't even know what I was talking about last time. Basically, I... I you were I you were killing stuff and, and, and gaining levels. Yeah, now I, I got my main character 50, and I'm doing this crazy thing. You know, I'll talk about this very, very briefly for like 15 seconds. There's this thing right now where... Um, uh, maybe not 15 seconds. Where you... You, you got 10 left. Your, oh, no! Um, you have a weapon, and you when you get to level 50, it's called a relic, and you go through all these quests and whatnot, and you craft your weapon, and it's really cool. You do quests, and you fight shit, and you have to get items, and you f put this massive weapon together. Then after that, you have to pick up these three items that you get while you're dungeon grinding at level 50. Put them together, and then your weapon becomes a plus one. It's like a zenith. For example, my weapon is called a kartana. It's a sword, and now it's a kartana zenith plus one. Now they have this thing called the uh, it's a zodiac brave thing, where you have to kind of pick up these twelve atma of the zodiac because you know zodiac. And the whole point of this is basically to get, get it's a time sink to get you to keep playing the game. There's like a 2% world chance that one of the 12 Atma will drop when you're doing these things called fates, which are uh, basically like world events that pop up. And you can just run into it like while you're running in the world and boom, there's a fight that you can participate in. And when the fight's over, you get money, experience and stuff like that. So in certain areas of the world, they have these chance that it'll, you'll drop an Atma, but... It's a 2% drop for all the characters in the entire world for every one time. So you can either be lucky and get an Atma, one of the 12, on your first fight. Or you can spend like 50 hours grinding and not get a single one. And that's what I'm currently doing now. <laughs> I have 3 out of the 12 and I've spent quite a bit of time running around uh, fighting fates with various people who I don't know, I don't know. People who I do know. I don't know how you level grind and enjoy that shit. I, I don't well, know. Well, it's not really. Level grinding is, is much more predictable. And I'm not. Well, I'm leveling up a second character, which is a little easy. Uh, it, this particular character is an arcanist. And when you get to level 30, you get to choose a job. and Not choose. You get to upgrade your class to a job. And the arcanist has the ability to do two jobs, which is great because it fits whatever mood I'm in. So the Arcanist in and of itself is like a damage dealer and its damage dealing job is a summoner, but it has a healing job called a scholar. And if I want to actually do dungeons, because the way the dungeons work is that there's this like roulette system or, well, not even the roulette, but the duty finder system, it picks characters across all of the um, servers in your farm and puts them together, but it's all based on the queues. And usually the longest queues are the, damage class cues because most of the players who play MMOs play damage classes and people don't really play healing classes and tank classes. So if I was to try and queue up with my summoner, it might take like a half an hour to get an instance and I'm playing like during my hour lunch. So I play with the healer class and I get in, in immediately. But if I want to do some like soloing or whatnot or these things called left quests where like little quests that you do in the area, I'll play as the summoner. And... It, it, it works really well, and I've leveled up really fast as a result. But I'm hoping that by the time I get that class of 50, which is not really far now because I think I'm 44, and I get the gear and everything, that they'll make it a little easier to get the Atma stuff. 
Because that 2% shit is ridiculous. I'm done now. Let me see. Let me scroll up the list and see where I can start. Because I got a lot of stuff and I don't think I could talk about all of them. Um, where is my list? Here is my list. Your list is right there. I found it. <laughs> um, no, because the way the Google Hangouts windows stick in this uh, yeah, like big green, half green freaking bar. Um, here we go. Like, so, I know I'm in this video call. What's that? I'm like, I know I'm in this video call. <laughs> Are you? You're in this video call. I'm going to stick this green bar over there. At least make it translucent. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. I was an idiot and bought Mega Man 3 for 3DS because um, I, I I was in the mood to be stupid. Um, the reason why I say I'm mm. stupid is because why do I need Clarify. to purchase that game? Clarify. Why? NES. Huh? Right? Clarify. It's the NES one, right? Yeah, Mega Man 3. Yeah, because they have a Mega Man 3 for Game Boy, which is on sale for the rest I, I of the week. I don't even consider that Mega Man. I consider that trash. <laughs> that, that, that series, trash that Game three. Boy series, is absolutely shit-fuck garbage. Like, mm-hmm. like, chop it up in a paper shredder, stuff it in a pipe, like, burn that shit, light that shit, smoke it, or don't because it's going to kill you. That is gar- <laughs> Those games are garbage. Like, unadulterated garbage. I don't care what anyone says. So, yeah. the only actual Mega Man that exists, Mega Man 3 is the one that I'm talking about. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm an idiot because I've played it ra- way too many times in my life and I've owned the cartridge like twice. Why do I need it? I don't know, but I wanted it anyway. So I was you going You don't have the collection, th- right? Uh, No, no longer. I used to have... Yeah, yeah, I used to have it. You're right. I used to have it on Xbox mm-hmm. and I used to have the cartridge and I lo- no longer have either. Um, But again, I, I don't know. That That is my favorite Mega Man of the series. I, I, I think that a lot of people, you know, are, are understandably would veer towards Mega Man 2. I think they're all crazy. Um, <laughs> because Mega Man 3 has just better level design, uh, better mechanics, uh, better a better kind of um, challenge for your skills and how you apply them, and maybe not quite as good music, uh, although I actually think it's better than Mega Man 2's, if not as cl- recognizable. Um, and just that idea of going through the four robot worlds um, that kind of come back at you after you... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was going to say, that it, Mega Man 3 even has a piece of Mega Man 2 in it. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just that the progression of that game is just kind of, for me, the pinnacle of the series. Um, and then 4, four not like, Mega Buster's fine and all, but after the way that they ugh, it just... Like, it basically fell off after 3. It, it hit a pinnacle at 3. 2 was the big major step for saying, yo, Capcom. And then 3 was like, 3 was just like, you've seen how much ass we can kick? Let me show you one better. <laughs> and then four was just like, uh, what else can we do? What else? Well, what else can we do? Uh, let's throw in a frog. Pharaoh man. Pharaoh. Oh my god. Granted, his weapon was pretty cool, but like, I I don't get it. What his is, weapon was a freaking mega buster. Yeah, but it was just like this big planet above your head, and you could throw it and look kind of cool. I suppose. <laughs> no, you're right. It is a big mega buster. Um, so there's that. Um, I also started Fire Emblem 2. It's not called that, but the second Fire Emblem on GBA, which came with my 3DS Ambassador program, which is really strange because I never beat the original Game Boy Advance Fire Emblem, but, like, there's there's some gunk or something. Not gunk, because otherwise I'd be able to clean it off, but, like, the contacts on the cartridge don't play nicely with my GBA anymore, so, like, half the time it freezes, and and I'm just paranoid that if I save... It's going to destroy it. So I'm just like, that's it. The game's done. I'm, I'm, I have too many other games anyway. <laughs> why am I going to go back to it? And yet I bought Mega Man 3. That's how much of an idiot I am. <laughs> um, Fire Emblem is Fire Emblem. Like, what, 
what is there to say about that? It's it's an awesome game. If you've never played it before, you're dumb. Go play it. That's it. <laughs> That's really dismissive. I apologize for anyone who I'm call who I'm calling dumb. I'm not saying that I'm wrong. I'm just apologizing for it. Um, random Wii U stuff. Uh, I've been slowly making my way through new Super Mario Brothers U. Um, that is also a game that um, if you've played it once, you've played all of them. And it's yeah. nice to kind of go back once in a while. It's certainly more yeah. refreshing to play than Call of Duty, oh. which is what I'm also currently playing on PC. I'm playing Call of Duty World at War. The reason why I'm playing that one is because Kiefer Sutherland is in it, and I'm so <laughs> sick of shooters that I was, you know, I'm taking myself back to the day when I actually liked Medal of Honor and Allied Assault, and I'm just playing through some uh, World War yes. II stuff. The um, 90, no, the early 2000s. Early 2000s. I, I imagine that I, I've... I've gone through about maybe an hour and a half worth of it. I imagine that in about another hour or two, I'm going to get sick of it and say, this is why I don't play Call of Duty every year and then delete it from my hard drive. <laughs> um, Call of Duty is fine. It is nowhere near the top of the FPS ladder for me. Um, it nowhere near deserves to be coming out every year. And every time I go back to play one of those games, I am just proven right. But hey, if it makes money, good for you. Um Go destroy other industries somewhere else. Um, and then um, Zombie U, I haven't touched in a while, but I have played that since the last podcast we had, and that is one tense-ass game. We have to try like clearing out a night and going through that as much as we can together, um, Resident <laughs> Evil style. Is it, yeah, I was gonna, is it going to be like Resident Evil? Yeah, but I mean, the, the, the thing about that is, is, you know, as a roguelike like like, it's, you know... It has that extra layer of intrigue to it hmm. where you're dead, you there's worth there's worth more in dying in that game than just frustration. Resident Evil, you die, you have to go through the same shit again. You're no longer scared by the or amused by it because you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. But in this one it's it's less about like the oh, guess what? You die, you gotta try all over again. But you know, like just like a rogue like 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 like, it's very much in the vein of Every time you die, you are learning something about the environment in which you are playing in and the mannerisms of these zombies which are killing you. And there's this bonus aspect of if you pick up your backpack, you can recover all your lost shit and bring it back and save it. So at the very least, you are still able to stockpile what you lost when you died. So mm-hmm. it's that, it, it is that kind of you know tantalizing aspect of... Most roguelike, like, 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 likes that have come out in the past two years, like Rogue Legacy, um, FTL, etc., uh, Spelunky, those types of games, um, all of which I have yet to get into deeply, but I own. I don't think Spelunky is a roguelike. It is. Is it? It is a roguelike, like, like, like. Oh, like, 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 like. Okay. You, you, you go down further and further into this dungeon. You die. You start at the beginning. You learn. It's randomized, but you learn more about it as you go along. It's it. But it's not like straight like the 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 stiff turn based. Uh, most every time you move, most rogue like 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 likes are very much not like that. Right, but they're, a straight rogue like is like that. Right, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking right, about okay. games that take the take the oh the core tenets and and put it into a different kind of game like Rogue Legacy. The to- yeah right the core tenet tenets of dying is not the end of the world. Dying is a way to further yourself. La Mulana, and in That's fact. La Mulana could be one of those. And in fact, is potentially necessary to catapult yourself forward. It In Zombie U, it's not necessary, but it's a part of the game. Like mm-hmm. in Zombie U, oh, I feel like, like you could you could get far. And actually, no, I, I take that back. Like in most, I'm sure in most of these games, it's not necessary, but it's likely to happen, and therefore you must welcome it. 
Right. You know, and there's, order- of course, the sort of slight exception of Baroque, where you have to die in order to progress the game. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that game. Um, I still haven't played it. <laughs> it's waiting for me to play. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, it's like that game. Oh, yeah, how is but that? But that's, the only, oh, th- that's the only thing I know about it because that's the reason why I want to play it. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. Um, so, yeah, that's it's a shame that Zombie U did not do well because that is truly a unique Nintendo game. When I say I don't mean that it's from Nintendo. I don't mean that it's, you know, unique because it's on a Nintendo platform, although the scanning portion of it with the gamepad is actually a brilliant use of it. But I mean it's <laughs> it is a it is it is a unique game on a unique platform. And it's a shame that it didn't do well. Uh, because it certainly warrants a sequel, you know, taking the core ideas that it had, making it better, making it more refined. Um but yeah, that that's that's a game that I think every Wii U owner should be picking up and experimenting with if they value this medium. Like it, it, it it's not perfect, of course, but it's just it, it's a nice it's a nice change of pace, especially on the Nintendo platform. Um I beat recently Might and Magic Clash of Heroes, which is kind of like the match three tactics game, I guess. You would call it. It's so weird. It's so weird. I don't know how to describe it other than that. You know, I'm not going to get into the core mechanics of it because that's going to be a long, like, you know, you do this and that and that. But mm-hmm. um, it's the it combines the goal of kind of um, matching three in order to cause damage to your opponent in certain ways it's not so much in the vein of bejeweled where just matching three is going to guarantee that you deplete their hit points right did i just say bejeweled i meant uh um, 10 million 10 million and or um uh, puzzle quests quest. yeah it it's it's more in the vein of matching three kind of sets up a charging formation because it's actually you're actually looking at it kind of like pong like your enemy's got one side and you've got another and your goal is to send your guys bullying through his troops or her troops onto the other side and it's kind of like when you score a touchdown you deplete their hate wow i was about to say it like a jamaican you deplete their hp i was about to say hp (laughs) um nice but yeah, so it's like it's a multi-step thing. You gotta match them up, and you gotta time it so that like because every time you match up a formation, it takes a couple of turns. It's not instantaneous, so you really gotta think ahead, and you really gotta hope that they don't put people in your way to block them from kind of charging to the other side. So it's this weird kind of funky mix of bejeweled, uh, pong, uh, football. <laughs> I told like what? literally like after they're after they've you know. Like you match three soldiers up, it might take them two turns to be ready to attack, right? So after two mm-hmm. turns goes, like the screen shimmers and the formation like glows and everything, and they just charge and they run across. It's like they're taking a football and they're just going. Um, hmm. And if they run into your enemy's troops, they will deplete your troops' hit points. And if they have any, if your troops have any hit points left over after kind of running into their troops, they will continue on and continue depleting hit points from other troops that are in the way until they either are gone or get to the other side. And when they get to the other side is when they score that touchdown, that proverbial touchdown, and cause damage to your opponent. So it's it, it's this multi-step process, and there are all these different ways in which you can can combine soldiers. If you happen to link, you know, three soldiers, uh, or or I should say I should say two different sets of three soldiers of the same color, they'll like boost each other's attack. Uh, there are other gigantic ass enemies that take up more than like um, 
one dot one square on the grid and so you have to link them up in different ways it's just it, it's it's so simple when you play it but it's really almost pointless to explain it so just go to youtube and watch it but <laughs> suffice it to say it's not what you think of when you hear a might and magic or even a might and magic heroes game you look at it and you're like what the, f- the fuck is this shit this is like a mobile phone game and actually it, it they, they did port it to android but it's really good. It's really intriguing just the way that you can kind of set up your chains and like it, it's 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 a refreshing it's a refreshing take on the match three that doesn't even use that that isn't even all about the match three. Like Puzzle Quest, it's really like if you match three, you know the game. And it is just like you match three matching three is the mechanic, but the setup and the timing and the positioning is a completely other part of the game that if you can't master that, you can master all the fuck you want. You're going to die. Um, so yeah, I, I recommend you give that a shot. It's also on Android. I played it on PC, but it's also on Android, so you can download it for your phone um, or, your, or your Nexus 7. Um, I tried and failed to get through Kingdom of Paradise. That is the game that came up on my gigantic Excel list. I actually looked at my wall at all the physical games that I have, and wrote them into an Excel sheet, and then, like, I did this stupid thing where I assigned each game a random number of votes out of a thousand, then I took a pivot table of those votes, and then I, you know, randomized that again to see which game I should play, and Kingdom of Paradise came up. <laughs> so I put that in my PSP, I was like, oh, it's a, it's a game that I bought from the mom and chop mom and pop shop up the hill that was going out of business and I felt bad for them and so I got it for half off and it got an 8.0 out of GameSpot from a reviewer that I trust and it looked interesting so I said alright I'll buy it haven't touched it in 7 years 8 years <laughs> 9 years 9 maybe 9 years wow 8 years well I guess I don't know it, it, it's not a new game a lot game. of years it's a lot of years so Comes up on my Excel sheet. Like, oh, look, I get to open a new game. And when I say that, I mean that literally because it still had the shrink wrap on it. So I open it up, pop it in the PSP, start playing it. And basically what you have here is an RPG that wants to be God of War but is not, and it fails for it. Um, And the reason why I say that is because the combat is all in real time like hack and slash, which is cool. It's cool. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have a role of aid. Doesn't have a guard. Doesn't have camera control. Doesn't have any sort of lock-on. Doesn't mean that all games have to have lock-on or all of those things, but it doesn't have any of those things. And that's the problem. It doesn't have any single concession to you're playing it on a system that is maybe not the best suited towards a, a you know an action-style game like this. Um, and, and this is funny because then God of War from Ready at Dawn comes out on PSP, and that totally handles it just fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in the meantime, you've got this game, and, you know, you're trying to do sword fighting and kung fu, and, like... It, it just it, it feels clumsy. It must have been. I, I've got to see when this come came out because maybe it was before God of War on the PSP. Um, Kingdom of Paradise, two thousand and five. Okay, so this is nine years old. Um, and Ghost of Sparta, which is the first PSP one, right, or is the second one? Mm, second one. Oh, it's Chains of Olympus, which is the first one. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I think that Ghost of Sparta came out in 2010, so that must mean that Chains of Olympus probably came out in 20, uh, 2007 or 2008, right? So this, yes, this did come along after Kingdom of Paradise. So, to be fair, Kingdom of Paradise was probably one of the few games on the PSP that did what it tried to do. 
So I'm not knocking it for that. But it just hasn't aged past that very well. Like, once you play a Ghost of Sparta or a Chains of Olympus from a developer as seasoned as Ready at Dawn, you can't really go back. Um, True. And, and this game really shows that in spades. And everything around it, this is something that I'm going to borrow a phrase that Jeff Gershman of Giant Bomb uses a lot. Everything about the game is cool except for the part where you have to play it. Yeah. Which is which is upsetting because there's a lot of potential around it. There, the 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 system by which you build your abilities is there's a scroll and kempu. Just uh, that, that's that's really done. That's so esoteric. I'm gonna put it another way. There are there are several different templates that you pick up throughout your the course of your journey. And in order to activate these templates, you need to fill them in with actual like martial arts moves. So you pick okay. up these moves along the way as well. And so as you go on, you have these this whole score of templates. They're basically just combos. You mash on circle button between five and eight times, you'll do this combo. But in order to actually do the combo, you need both the template and the actual move that go that that kind of slots into the into the into the template, right? So you can have a template consisting of five moves. In some cases, if you only have three of those five moves, you could kind of use it. It'll be missing some moves, but you could kind of use it. In other cases, you can't. So it's all about mixing and matching all these different moves in the way that you want. As long as you have the template for it, you can pull off that combo. And so you could just switch on the fly between all these different types of martial arts combos. And that idea is really cool because it gives you a different set of moves to play with, different strengths, different weaknesses, different properties. So it's kind of like the multiple different moves and combos that you would learn in while you advance in God of War or Devil May Cry. And you and I both love those games to a certain extent. Yeah. So, again, it's got the right idea. But when it just comes to flinging your sword around and you find yourself just going in that direction and the enemy's, hey, it's over here. It's like, uh, you could have handled this a little bit better. You could have coded it a little better or whatever you had to do. <laughs> it, it, it didn't work as well as it should. Um and then there's also these chi moves, which is basically you hold down the square button and you charge up a meter and then you tap the button and you let it fly. And those are cool too. Um, and I guess had I stuck with it longer, I would have gotten a whole bunch of different chi moves. But, you know, I lasted for about four four hours or so before I was just like, this lack of camera control is killing me. The fact that the world map does not correspond with the radar that you have in the lower right-hand corner of your screen, like... Who does that? Who, who the <laughs> fuck do. does that? You, you, you look at the world map, you've got north, south, east, west. Great. You know where to go. You look at the radar, and it's, it's oriented relative to where you are facing. And most of the time, you're advancing like left to right, right to left, with some up-down vertical plane movement going on. It's not like Legend of Mana in that regards, but it is still very much like the the progression, the camera is most often panning from left to right. And so the radar map that you are looking at corresponds to that. So when you look at the radar map and you try to compare it against the world map and then you look back at the radar and then you look back at the world map and then you do it again because you really don't know where you're going, you go, what the fuck am I wasting my time for? And then you turn off the game and that's what I did. <laughs> don't play Kingdom of Paradise. It's not the game's fault that it came out in 2005 and things got better since then, but it came out in 2005 and things got better since then. Got better since then. Mm -hmm. Do not play the game. Uh, but, you know, to give Climax some credit, Climax's developer, I'm sure had I played this before I played God of War, it, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. So, 
Except for the map. Interesting. Except for the map. <laughs> um, and now I'm playing uh, War Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions on my Vita. Uh, and the localization is so much better. Like, I'm actually engrossed in the story now. Um, whereas, you know, on the super, like, weird slow text scrolling on the uh, on the original PlayStation version, no thank you. Um, and I'm also mm. playing this game called Anodyne. Um, yeah, A-N-O-D-Y-N-E. It's an independent game that's on Steam. I believe it's on some mobile platforms as well. It's on GOG, too. It's on what? GOG. Oh, good old games. Good old okay, games. yeah. Um, it is. It is. It is a different take on Zelda type adventuring. It is very, very rudimentary in the mechanics. Um, you got to jump, you got to stab, and you move, and that's about it. Um, you pick up keys, uh, you pick up hearts, and that's about it. Um, but there's something about the motif. It, it's it's very kind of surreal. Um, maybe not necessarily in the graphic design, but in in the way that it's kind of dreamy, you're talking to to weird animals. You, you you're talking to inanimate objects. Um, you're com you're fighting with a broom. Don't ask me how that's a dangerous weapon, but you are fighting with a broom. <laughs> the music, <clears throat> the music really sets the mood really really well. It again, it's this kind of dreamy sort of. Um, it's as a lot of it's as if the person who wrote this music played it on an out-of-tune piano. I don't know how else to describe it. It's it's. Watch the trailer if, if you're interested in, in this type of thing. Watch the trailer. Listen, The trailer is really what brought me into the music, and I'm a sucker for good music in games, even if the game itself isn't that great. So that's probably why the trailer sucked me in. Um, but give it a listen. You'll, you'll see what I mean. I believe the soundtrack is also available on uh, on Bandcamp, but I don't know how much video game soundtracks appeal to people when they don't you know play the game that, they, that, that they're found in. Uh, Anodyne, A-N-O-D-Y-N-E. Um, apparently it's going to take six to seven hours to beat. I think I'm about like uh, a third to a quarter of the way through, so we'll see what happens there. But, you know, it's that's one of my kind of on-the-side, like, huh, let's pick this up again type of games. Um, very explore- very exploration-based, like, there's very little direction. You're just going and going and seeing what you can uncover and seeing where you can go and then realizing that you can't go on this place, so you got to turn back around. Maybe there's an ability you're missing. Maybe there's someone you didn't talk to. You pick up an item. Hmm. You realize that item lets you do X, Y, and Z. Oh, shit, this path opens now. Let me explore more. So it's it really is in the vein of the original, original Zelda. Um, when you didn't know exactly what to do. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. No, because, like, it's weird. <clears throat> I, I can do, like, the first quest of Zelda blindfolded. Yeah. But now, like, the second quest is, is tough because I don't really know it as well. Where everything I used is. to do the yeah. second quest first. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like that. It's, for lack of a better word, because I, maybe I'm overstating it, but just the experience of playing that game has been fascinating so far. If only because it's been a long time since I've played a game that is very stark like that. But you're just like, hey, go for it. While you're going for it, you're going to talk to a frog. You also might talk to a rabbit who follows you around and then runs away. You also might talk to you also might talk to a bear who's told you how many times he'd had sex in the past year. That is that that literally happens. A bear says, I have had intercourse X amount of times. I can't remember what it was, it was in the hundreds. Go bear. I've had intercourse X amount of whatever. I like berries. And then there's this piano that's playing out of tune in the background. And you're in the woods. It's I don't know. It's fascinating. I got to freaking play this game. Yeah, it's... I have it downloaded on my Surface, and I actually started it, but um, I had stopped bringing my controller with me to work because I was like, well, why am I bringing my controller when I'm just going to play Final Fantasy? Yeah. But then I stopped <laughs> playing Final Fantasy for a while, and that was playing on 3DS. So yeah. 
Uh, I, I, I got to play that, and I got to play Aqua Kitty. And I think, oh, Aqua Kitty is another one. But yeah, this one is, is, it's very like, it's one of those things that is made all the more fascinating by the fact that it is an indie game and that like two people did this. So mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong. Maybe more, but I think it's only like two or three people. Yeah, I think it's like two or three yeah. people. That's it. One guy for the music and one guy for the uh, design. So, um, but yeah, really interesting. Folks should check it out. I don't think it's that expensive. It may be like five, ten dollars but you know. Yeah, I got it. No, I, I think it's five. I got it for like three. Yeah. This is one of those games that makes me feel like if this generation is the last one that we ever see, fine. Because there's so Mm. many interesting things come out that don't fucking need like a zillion like like polygon calculations and bump mapping and all that shit. Or any polygon calculations. A what? I said or any polygon calculations. Like maybe it's just we're getting old, but like it really just comes back to what is your idea and how do you execute on it? You don't need all this fancy stuff. It's nice to have it. And when you get a game like the Mighty 101 that's original and makes good use of visuals, or when you get a powerhouse like Wonderful. Assassin's Creed, and the tech behind it is what powers the city behind it, and that's what's most intriguing about those games, sure. But you don't need that all the time. Nope. So if this is the last generation we see, totally, totally cool with it. Sometimes you just need to catch balls tossed at you by five different robots. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's less about that and helping out a poor dog. That's true, but sometimes you just want to catch racist, baseballs. Racist dog. <laughs> so let's take a break uh, before we come back and uh, spend the last 20 to 30 minutes of this episode talking about an interesting role-playing game by the name of Bravely Default. Fuck that game. <laughs> we'll be right back. We're back. Tell me, Al. Should we talk about why Bravely Default is good before before I ask you to explain why I just said fuck Bravely Default? Yes. Okay. That's called good news, bad news. <laughs> so we both beat Bravely Default. Um, mm-hmm. For those who don't know... Actually, no. Hold on. Hold on. Let's back this up. You now have... After I finish what I'm about to say, you have five seconds to shut off this podcast... Because we're going to spoil Bravely Default, period. The Definitely. End. We're going to spoil it like freaking food that's been left out for three days. We're going to spoil it. We're going to try, to try not to spoil Shin Megami Tensei 4 or 4 Heroes of Light, but they do factor into this conversation because those are the games that I finished before this and what, I'm kind of, what were kind of on my brain before going to Bravely Default. And also, Al, you also finished it just before going into this, and you also beat 4 Heroes of Light last year or the year Many before? Many years ago. Uh, and and that game is a spiritual predecessor to Bravely Default. So, in five seconds, four seconds, three seconds, two, one, zero. You are now in spoiler territory for Bravely Default. If you haven't turned this off by now and you're continuing to listen, you have nobody to blame but your own sore loser 
self. You have been warned. So, um, now you know what Bravely Default is. You, you have to, otherwise you shouldn't be here. And I'm not even going to mm -hmm. go bother to go into it. But, like, for me, it. a lot of people said, oh, it's such a throwback to the old Final Fantasies. And, and, and yes... Yeah, somewhat. Mm -hmm. Yes, but it's it's more that it it kind of took it took what the old Final Fantasies did, and and I'm not even talking about like the crystal stuff. Okay, so the four crystals: earth, wind, water, fire, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a throwback to that kind of motif, but it re what it really did was bring a sense of refinement to the characters, the. The, the job system and the way that they kind of brought together different aspects of different jobs for your characters. Because you had the core job, then you had um, a variable amount of support abilities from each job that you could bring with you into a different job. You could switch those in and out anytime um, and mix and match any quantity of them because some took up more slots, some took up fewer. Um, you could, and you could also use the primary abilities of any other job that you have completed. Um, so you, you've got so many combinations to play with, and I just thought that, that that led for so many interesting ways to set up your party to defeat different types of enemies. And I thought that was so interesting and so much more elaborate but not complicated, right? They managed yes, to right. take the cool part of Final Fantasy V and make it not like I I don't you know what I don't know how to handle all these abilities and all this shit like what just what what it it made it very clear cut this is what you can do this is what you can't do but it also there were so many varieties of like abilities and support moves and 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 things that that were strong against certain types of enemies and and certain elements of enemies and 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 things that let you um things that increase your strength when you had nothing equipped and all these weird different abilities that just it was this is another fascinating game i guess this is these recent games that i've played on life have been fascinating more than anything else and that's what i really valued about this game is that it took that old formula and said let's just do it the best that we can um graphics sound great fine you know that that's all well and mm -hmm. good. You always expect good that music. Square. Marty right. Friedman plays guitar on on the game and soundtrack. I did, that was really cool. And I didn't even mm -hmm. know that until you told me that. But like the guitar yeah, playing in credits. That, yeah. Um the world was okay. Yeah, the world was alright. But the you know, the characters were also fairly strong. Mm -hmm. Um and so while the story the the you know, for me the actual story arc, um, there were some like holy shit. There, there were some Shack face moments. Yes, there were some holy shit moments. But for the most part, the overarching story itself wasn't super duper interesting for the most of while you were for the most part of actually playing through it. It's like, you know, the big reveals were interesting for me. True. But like, one in this, particular was was really really good. Yeah, but the space between those reveals, I don't know how you felt about them. I felt like it was, eh. And it's it's partially because of the fuck you part of the game that we'll get into later. But like, what did you think of just kind of you know the good and the bad aside from what we're gonna dive into in a second? Which, um, oh, we will dive into it. Well, I thought that at first the game was pretty tough, which just was a testament of <clears throat> uh, balance and strategy. Yeah. Because while I was all like, oh my god, I'm like two hours into this game, I'm getting my ass beat. It was more along the lines of. Uh, let me think about what I'm doing right now and how I can change it and make it more beneficial to me with the jobs and things like that. And that's how I was able to overcome like some of the early 
uh, obstacle spots. Let me let me interject yeah. really quickly there. That is the primary reason why I was so enraptured by Shin Megami Tensei with the. The, the, in the same way, you you could substitute in demons that had the skills that you needed that was that that were strong against a certain elements mm-hmm. that you needed. Um, the the kind of way that the early game made you think about what is it that I need to do to defeat this area of enemies that 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 is kicking my ass right now. There's a way to do it. I have to figure it out. And and the, yeah, I mean that that's what these two games for me had in common at a very high level. Not at the detail level, but a very high level that yep. that that not just like all right, well, I gotta I gotta level up and get stronger. Like, no, no, you you have to find out what it is, not just how strong yeah. you have to be. And a lot of the time, it wasn't even a matter of I gotta level up and get stronger because uh, you know you come to find out it's just an early game. The enemies have these extreme HP differences between yours. Like you'll be facing enemies that have thousands of HP. Mm-hmm. and you're yeah. doing hundreds of damage and then in the later game you have thousands of hp and you're doing thousands of damage but these enemies still have the same thousands of damage that they had in the beginning uh, thousands of hp that they had in the beginning of the game so it, it it becomes more aligned to how can i how can i use the tools that i have to beat the enemy as fast as possible as opposed to how many levels do i have to gain in order to beat this enemy Right, and and the the act of the act of defaulting and um, braving, braving, if that could be considered a <laughs> verb, like the act of that just adds another layer of complexity around that. And and oh and my the god, the fact that the enemies can do it because if it was just that you could brave and default, it, it it wouldn't be so great. But when the enemies are able to do it, and you have to work along the lines of what they're doing, that adds a, a, an element of depth. But then, oh my God! When you combine, when you combine the the way in which sacrificing or 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 borrowing extra turns impacts the way in which your disparate abilities can be used, like to go into an example, I think um I think the Spirit Master class um is is such is such a prime example of how to how to manipulate your turns to your benefit. Uh, because of the way that the abilities play out. So, like, what was it? Um, what was the ability that... Silence, right? Not silence, but, like... Stillness. Stillness that that negates all damage for two two turns. And then using those two turns to help to, to let everyone else on your party default to store up more turns while damage is not an issue, right? And then mm-hmm. using someone else's ability that allows you to... Uh, recover turns more quickly. Back to the spirit yeah, master who has just lost two turns because she had she or he had to cast stillness, and then you use that for something else, which negates the elemental effects of everything else for four turns, and then you use those four turns to do some other kind of buffing or debuffing or attacking or whatnot. Um, you've got a class called the Templar that um, that applies a shield that negates any type of physical damage at least once and so when you stack that well you can't really stack that against stillness because that would be a waste but when you you know you cast no, but stillness you store it huh you you kind of store it basically if you cast rampart which is the templar ability you're talking about and stillness uh, granted if you get hit with a physical attack you'll lose a rampart yeah but if you wind up using stillness to combat magic and rampart you wind up storing your rampart and then after the second turn, 
you now still have a layer of defense. Right, and it all depends on the. It all depends on what kind of enemies you're facing too, because if you're facing, um, if you're facing mostly physical enemies, then stacking stillness and rampart would be a waste because. Mm-hmm. You know, stillness is going to negate that damage anyways. So why would you use Rampart? So what I would usually do is I would cast stillness first and use that time to buffer up everyone else's default. And ideally, the Templar would be able to stack up those two turns to cast Rampart in the first place. And then, after the stillness wore down, then cast Rampart a third time. Meanwhile, everyone's still charging up. And so by the end of it, you got everyone with four uh, four defaults, and then you just unleash holy hell on everybody else. And just figuring out like that's just one example. Figuring out the other ways in which you can play with the turns that you have stacked up and how that how that affects your abilities versus how much your abilities cost and like just this whole play of lending and borrowing and all this stuff is just it was such an enjoyable way to fight against bosses. But then but <laughs> then they decide to Oh my god. They decide to repeat the fifth chapter into the sixth chapter? No, they decide to repeat the chapters one through four. Oh, you're right. They decide into to... the fifth, sixth, yes. seventh, and eighth chapters. Yes. So you you revive the four crystals. You beat all these bosses. You get all these jobs. You you revive the crystals, and you're like, oh, this opens up some pillar of light. If we fly into it, we're gonna beat the game. You fly into the pillar. We're of gonna light. face the last boss. You don't beat the game. You don't face the last boss. That's okay. That's okay. Maybe yeah, there's something fine. intriguing. No, no. Oh, the oh, you got to recover the crystals again. Well, no. Wait, you got to start with the, you. You wake up in the first town and you're like, "What the fuck?" It's genuine the first time. You're like, "Why the hell am I back in the beginning of the game?" And what the fuck is going on? All my people are together, but they remember everything. But the people around me are still like, "I played the first hour of the game," and you're trying to figure out, well, what the hell is going on. And then you start to see, okay, you, all the asterisks are still there. And then when you encounter them, it's almost like you're not in the same world that you're in. And they see you, or, or you're in the same world, but you're kind of time-traveled to a point where maybe your characters didn't see that person yet. And you get a different dialogue. Yeah. Same fight, different dialogue. And is it? And, and, and that's the question, right? When you first play, right? Through, You're like, like, what the hell just travel? happened? This is, is it, interesting. Is this dimensional travel? Like, what is this? Is this Chrono Trigger or is this Chrono Cross? Like, what 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 is happening here? And you, so that's interesting. But like, mm-hmm. when I I was like, all right, this is interesting. I am not happy about the fact that we're just reviving the crystals again. Well, yeah. And then you come to find out that oh, we got to revive the crystals again. And then you're now like, oh, it's like God, a dragon. Like, do it okay, again. why do I have to do this again? And then the pillar of light opens again, and you end up in the exact same place you were in the beginning of the last chapter. You're like, what the fuck? And you do it again. And, and you, you do, do it again. again. And then you do it again. Yeah. Four and, and, more times. Granted. So, so granted, the bosses that you face, the asterisks, in other words, the people who give you the jobs that you got in the first few chapters, they they approach you perhaps in different combinations. Um Sometimes in groups of three, later on in groups of four. So fine, at least they're somewhat different. And yes, they are optional. Completely optional. The fact remains that you still have to go through the same dungeons to revive the same crystals after defeating the same bosses in chapter five and then chapter six and then chapter seven and then chapter eight. And I think that is patently ridiculous and a really shitty way to extend the gameplay. Like and I you think have it's to terrible. add the fact that the only thing that changes between the bosses 
is their upper HP levels. Sure. Yeah. The strategy is no different. Right. And it's like, you know, I think the Destructoid article was like, that's a good thing because then you can just get through it with quickly. It's like, no, no, you can't because they are stronger. Well, yeah, you have to. It depends just... on, it really depends on how you've played the game. Yeah. And so, that's that's the other thing. Yeah. Because my experience with it is completely different from your experience with it. And I want you to explain yours first. My experience was that um, the third time that I faced Rasalka, I think that was chapter six, right? So five and six. Yeah. In chapter six, when I faced Rasalka, like, and, and I'll just, I was going to give my... a brief description of Rasalka just in case. Rasalka's, I mean, uh, sorry, water crystal, water enemy that duplicates itself and only one of them is real. Um, I, I was getting my ass handed to me. And then after a while, I got sick of, like, doing this whole, you know, shebang because I thought that was just the most terrible way to extend gameplay. And I thought that Square didn't deserve to, you know, to, to, to get all the critical acclaim it got for, for this fucking game when it was like, oh, we're just going to repeat the same thing over again. Um, and I got sick of it. And I'm like, well, I'm going to beat this eventually. So I, I might as well just try to level up as many jobs as I can because I didn't want to sit through the misery of knowing that I was doing the same thing over and over and over again. And then after I got, like... Half of everyone's jobs maxed out, and a whole bunch of new supplemental jobs like the Spirit Master and like the other jobs that I was like, all right, these are cool supplemental jobs that work well within the framework of the entire party. Then I decided to go back, and instead of getting my ass handed to me, it was just like, I'm done, beat you, done, beat you, beat you, beat you, asterisk hunting time, beat you all. And I guess, I guess it was really about getting the right combinations of the right jobs in order to exploit. The weaknesses of the enemies that you're fighting against. Again, like a Shin Megami Tensei type game, which is the best part of that game to me, is when you figure out this party kicks ass against this certain boss, and now I fucking got you by the balls. Mm -hmm. And that's the best part of the game. But up until then, just knowing that you're going to fight him again. Like, even after I beat, you know, the bosses that gave me trouble after the first time, I'm like, well, I know exactly what I have to do now. So, you know, now it's on the completely other side of the spectrum. I'm not irritated that I have to do these long battles again to get my ass handed to me. Now I'm irritated that I have to, like, put up with this for another two minutes because, like, I just want to get to the end and I'm, I can't. And, like, it's not interesting anymore because I know exactly what to do. So that was my experience with the bosses. I'm not sure what yours was. Well, mine was more along the lines of um, I was when Chapter 5 started, I was really interested in why everything changed although I'm in the same world. And I went and fought like 90% of the asterisks. I think I, I might actually have completed all the asterisks then. And fighting the bosses was not really so tough, uh, the crystal bosses, because I kind of had strategies for them. Uh, and then I found that chapter six was the exact same thing. And I was like, okay, I'm not really into fighting these asterisks anymore because um, I just don't really feel like going through it. So I kind of dropped off of that, and then I turned off random battles because it was just getting in my way. Like, all through Chapter 6, like, I think in Chapter 6, the entire world was undead. And it was, like, ridiculous. Uh, oh, I, you I turned them use off. My... Huh? You turned them off. I turned them off in dungeons when I was a little overleveled, but when I wanted to level up a little more, I would turn it to easy and just, like, grind. Yeah, see, what I did was I was doing a little bit of grinding in Chapter 6, and then I've and then I found out about um, uh, the job combination that I used to basically finish the game. But before that, I was using a traditional party, and I was trying to fight. And then I had a black mage with monk and phantom weapon, 
And this is when I started to realize that how good this was. But in chapter six, all the enemies are undead, so you can't ask for them. So I would burn out all my my MP, and then I would have to like pop an ether. I'm like, forget this. So I turned off the random battles, and then I started to utilize multiple monks with phantom weapon and natural talent, and it turned into basically me dealing, uh, like per turn upwards to 159,000 damage. So Holy at that shit. point, I said, why do what? I even need to bother doing anything if I have four? If I have four Holy monks, shit. each doing 9,999 damage four times a turn, I can beat anybody in the game. The thing is, I just have to go first. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So I, I leveled up. I, I think I was like in my high 60s at that point. And any single target boss or any enemy that happened to be weak to an element, even though it didn't matter because like I could cast any spell mm. and it would be 9999. Um, like the dragons... I, di- I didn't even bother. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Four monks, all with phantom weapon, all with natural talent, and uh, physical attack. That was Those were the thing. Physical attack plus 10%, phantom weapon, which took three, and natural talent, which took one. And I just hit fire, fire, uh, Faraga, 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 or all of them. And it would just be, every enemy would die in the first turn. And I'm like, okay, I'll just go through the rest of the game like that. And when I got to chapter seven, I'm like, I am not doing any asterisks fuck this and <laughs> i went straight and did all four crystals and went to the pillow of light chapter eight all four crystals went to the pillow of light chapter nine all four crystals went to the pillow of light and is then it technically end, chapter nine or is it just called the final chapter i forgot oh right chapter nine is called the end and um but you go through it again don't you uh no Jeez. yes 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 in chapter because you go through it five six seven eight and then I think you do it one more time, and that's the last time. And then you get the dark aurora. Oh, see, I thought I thought that, I thought that chapter, I thought that the end was like, uh, I can't remember. I just remember you doing it sixteen times. Right, but they're they're right exactly. So the first four chapters is the first four. Then chapter five, eight, twelve, sixteen. Yeah, so you do it f- five, six, seven. No. Really? Yep. There is, but there's chap- ten chapters in the game. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, or, or if there are, I, I'm pretty sure that you only do sixteen crystals, which okay. is already twelve more than you should have had to do. That's true. <laughs> so, and and so basically, I I got to a point where I was doing the end of the game, and it from basically the three chapters of the game where all I did was go to the four crystals with no random battles, and I would you know I'd fight. The, the 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 two-headed dog and i would just you know load up fire on the, the ice head survive i in that point i would do uh spirit master templar and two monks and the two monks would kill each head in each turn but i might lose one if i don't put up like the a defense in time or if the head if the head does a physical attack then i'm good and i'll do the other head and so basically that, that ends in two turns. Then I'll go to the water, and Rusalka died in, immediately because it was just lightning. Four lightnings, right. that's it. I mean, not four lightnings, but like, you know, at first it was like eight lightnings, then 12 lightnings, and then it would be 16 lightnings. So it would take either one or two turns. Then I'll go to Chogmar, same thing. Eight, 16 lightnings. It's just default until he um, does the energy burst, and just lightning him down. He's dead. That's it. And then the last one was a little hard because... 
uh, I couldn't ask for him because he was undead. So I would have two monks, and I would just pop. I would toss ethers, ethers to them, turbo ethers, and I would just fire them down, and use the spirit master's white magic to dispel. I once tried to use holy, but holy is a waste of MP, so I went back to fire. And on top of that, fire was doing nine 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 anyway. You can't get it above it unless you use bravely second. And I only use that sparingly because, like, if I really needed to beat a boss, I would... Oh, I think I used that to beat uh, Ouroboros. I uh, used Bravely Second, and I went into minus 3 SP. What? Yes, minus 3 SP, and I just kept casting Faraga over and over. It was like 12,000, 12,000, 12,000. I didn't know that existed. Uh, I got an update. Um, uh-huh. It goes to chapter 8, mm-hmm. and then... Each chapter ends when you hit the holy pillar. So, right in chapter eight, after you've what do you call it? after you've rest, uh, restored all the crystals? Um, maybe, maybe you're right. So, so f- one through four is four. Chapter five and then is it's eight. Five, six, seven. Chapter is six 20. is eight. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's it is twenty. Um, but it doesn't go like you don't do it again after chapter eight. You don't okay, do it in chapter nine. You don't Aurora. do it in chapter ten. Chapter nine, also known as the end, begins. Right after you've entered the holy pillar, and then instead of waking up in bed, you you see that Ares happy, and then yeah, you talk to yeah. her, and it's like, yo, guess what, bitches, I fooled you, even though you knew that I was going to fool you, and you listened to me anyway, which is another problem I have with the fucking oh, game. Oh, gosh. Chapter six, you find out. You find out. You re- Ring a bell regains his memory and finds out, yo, this gang ho is fucking with us. This guy realized now why at the end of every fucking chapter that Alternus Dim wants to stop us so badly. Oh, wait a minute. I'm Alternus Dim. And now I know why I wanted to stop you guys so badly. Oh, that's right. Let's oh, keep going. Oh, yeah. Aerie is like the, the one behind this whole thing. Yeah. And I noticed that her wings keep changing. Oh, it's like a God. countdown. Which is super cool. But at the same time, like, are you guys that dense? So this is. Really, what happens in my eyes this is what happens. Ringo says, "Yo, I, I'm the asshole who was trying to kill you. Except it's not me; it's another version of me. So, Tiz, this is why. Like, this airy thing is 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 gross. Like, she's a monster and she's bad. Um, tell you know, tell Agnes because you're the one who wants to to shaboink her and she likes you too. And you tell her because she's gonna. And she'll understand and maybe we can kind of like do something about this. Yeah, Tiz tells her she's like, I don't believe it." Believe it. I don't believe it. Believe it. No, you're right. You're right. I believe you now. That's terrible. Oh my god. <laughs> and they keep going. What? And they, it's they not keep... even like it's they not even going. like okay. Let I, I have a plan. Let's yeah. just keep going on with Aries' thing. Act like we don't know. And <clears throat> and then when she wants to like attack us, we'll be prepared and we'll kill her. No, it's like we understand what she's doing, but we're gonna be completely oblivious. And then when she goes, ha. Ah! I've been tricking you this whole time. <gasps> really? That, oh my that, God. And that's the thing. Like, I had, I had held out hope. I had held out hope that the story would turn in chapter nine when she would say, when she would, she'd be laughing and then turn around and they'd have all their weapons drawn and be like, "Yo, we're gonna take you down." And she'd be like, "How'd you know?" No. Right. No. no. It was totally. No, it, <laughs> it was totally what it seemed to me to be like. They were not <laughs> pulling the curtain over my eyes. They were not trying to be more clever than I than I could observe like i was i wanted them to be more clever than i was observing but no it mm-hmm. literally was okay i know aries bad i know what we're doing is the wrong thing i know that we are actually bringing about this terrible thing but i know that in my heart we must do it so we're gonna do it Wh- what what <laughs> are you that dumb 
are are every single one of you that dumb? And and where is Ringable saying, um, Tiz, I thought I told you to right. talk to her. He should have been like, I told you, I told you. And then no. when she finally does turn around and laugh and say, ha, 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 I'm this big slug, every one of them, including including Ringable, the one who knows what's <laughs> happening, goes, oh, not this, oh, my huh? God. Huh? Huh? I'm a monster, this. It's like, well, <laughs> you knew. Every single one of you knew, except for maybe Adia, because nobody really talked to her about this. But Yeah, like, exactly. Like, wh uh, why are you shocked? Like, why are you so surprised that you betrayed us? Oh, my God. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, one tweak of dialogue, one tweak would have alleviated so much. And maybe not all. But a lot of it, one tweak to say, like, one that tweak just to say, knew. you know, I expected this to happen, and now I'm ready to fight you for this. And not, we thought that it would work the fourth time we did it. <laughs> Even though... We don't know why we keep ending up at the beginning, but we're going to see this through to the end. Like, uh, what? Like, th that is the dumbest, the dumbest that I've seen certain characters play this out. It's almost... No, it is it is much worse, I think, than Final Fantasy IV. Final Fantasy IV, one of my favorite games of all time. One of my favorite, even though it's not one of the best anymore. But like I told you, when I started playing the DS version and I heard the scenes acted out in voiceover, and like I got to see them play out more like cutscenes and not and less like tile-based sprites, just you know, dialogue boxing at each other. Right. And I started to realize Cecil is basically like condemning the world. Because his girlfriend is kidnapped, and that's that's a big big stretch to take. Like, yeah, that's not to say that, that that's not to say that all storylines based on oh my god my loved one's kidnapped is you know or or whatever. But like everything that he does, like oh yo ladies cannot borrow this earth crystal because my girlfriend's hurt. <laughs> well, you realize that a our kingdom depends on this crystal's energy to power us. And two, if you give them all to this bad guy, he is going to do something really bad with it. But okay, I'll let you borrow it because your girlfriend is kidnapped. <laughs> like, that was pretty bad. This that shit doesn't happen. This, this is worse. Is ten times worse. Oh, I know that you are bad, but, you know. When I, you reveal to me I, that you are bad, I, I will be surprised. I Yeah, and, and I guess for the time being, I'm just going to go with it anyways because i'm bored no, but that's if they said that that would be okay you know if they acknowledge the fact i we know Aerie is up to something let us but she let did. her do it and find out what it is she they, they said the first part they didn't say the second part that's the problem right and that's that's that's, that's what's Where wrong with the game from? because being oblivious to something that is happening right in front of your face is just ridiculous. It, it, makes it should it, not be happening in games anymore. We've it been... and, and, and it makes it worse because we have to play through that. Right, and it's 2014. It's not just <laughs> it's not just a cutscene that says that shows like a montage of them going through with it and being done. No, we have to play. That's true. We had to play through 40 hours of that shit. Yes, and it's like, what are you thinking? And 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 the 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 thing that makes me so upset about that is because the game, at its fundamental mechanical and tactical core, is so good. It is such mm -hmm. a good game, but the exposition is so dumb and brain dead and repetitive that it, it, it's just like, oh, uh. like I complained about the Tokyo map in Shin Megami Tensei Four about oh, how yeah. it was easy to get lost. 
Mm-hmm. Nothing. No comparison. None. I got. I got a little lost. Fine. I'll deal with that. I'll look up a fact. Right. This one, it's like here's but a dumb I've story that you have to for sit forty through. hours. Yes. Not good. Yeah. No. We weren't strung along because we knew what was happening. We were just being made more and more frustrated. They were. Being well, that's str- what I mean by strung along. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, you're right. You're right. You're can right. Can we I'm end s- this game already? Can we? Wait. I'm at the beginning again. Can we end this game already? Wait, I'm at the beginning again. Can we end this game already? Like, even at a certain point, like it, it we're even though I, I think, I think they're trying to drill it into our heads that this is this is a game that exists in a universe that has many many parallel universes, and we we really want you to understand this point because the last battle is going to get so meta that it'll blow your fucking mind. And it kind but of you know did. what? But you know, here's the thing. Yeah, I understand that that's a really cool feature. But you didn't need you know to do what that. Made times. it even cooler. I'll tell you what would have made it even cooler if they revealed that these universes are like linked to your friends earlier. Like if you got Meta in chapter five and you happen to see like your, you know, say you got four Ablings, right? You should have been able to like either come across or have been witness to something that one of your friends allegedly did. It's scripted, but they include sure. some kind of reference that. Your friend actually did this. You, you're in your friend's world, but you know, saving it to the end where it's like, oh, all of a sudden, you know, Ouroboros is like, I'm going to destroy worlds. There's ten thousand worlds linked that Airy did, and well, you guys just did the last fucking five. Well, I'm, and, you know what? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go huh? ahead. Oh, and then he destroys the world. Boom. Oh shit! It's fucked up. The world is gone. I don't really give a shit. It's just some world. And then it's like friend a's world oh my god i know this person is this fucking world oh shit yeah. boom it's gone and I mean, I, i'm cool with that actually yeah I'm actually, i was cool with that but but I'm it's a- like it just took too long for that yeah. to happen well it took too long because they repeated it five times over like i think that i think that if they had if they wanted to irritate me a little bit fine they could do the repetition maybe once and then maybe have some bonus dungeons or different things to do in a chapter five type setting and then they go directly yeah to like That's if the, the content thing. was actually different like you know going to the moon in final fantasy 4 or the world changing in final fantasy 6 you know that the world changed in final fantasy 6 but it's not like you played through the exact same content right you know that's what made it so much better imagine if kefka destroyed the world and although the world has changed everything is still the same like going to town and the town is exactly the same as it was before it just looks a little dirty yeah yeah, see, it, that was but other more of a, a creative use of using yeah. the same world in yeah. a different way. But the, remember, do you remember uh, when when I was chatting to you about this, um, and you hadn't gotten to the place that I was at yet, and I hadn't seen, I hadn't been in fuck you BD mode yet. Mm-hmm. I said that when you said your friend said that it got repetitive, mm-hmm. I said, hmm, based on what I know from Four Heroes of Light, I am very scared at what that means. Oh yes, you did say that because and you had it was it, fresh in your mind, and it was pretty much what it, it, they pretty much did that on a more four times up grand over. scale. It, it could not have been any worse than that. I did not imagine that it would be this bad. <laughs> four Heroes of Light was bad enough. You had to play this. You had to play the, all the dungeons again, and all the treasure chests were taken. So you knew that you had been through there before, and you were just being made to to put up with the shit again. Mm-hmm. Imagine that three more times, like like that. That is, I don't understand it. I don't. And and the audacity, the gall, 
of the destructoid article to say, well, it's not that, is it, could they have handled it better? Yes, but the asterisks are optional and you're going to have to gain those levels anyway. And it's really not that bad. No, it is that bad. Yeah. It is that um, bad. Wait, hold on one moment. I'll be right back. I'm going to kill a creepy crawler. Creepy crawler. Not like the other time. Kill it, 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 kill it. Squash, squash. Do you need a broom? Do you need a stick? No. <laughs> oh. Is your mom there to help you? I don't know what that was. That could have been an ant or something. Is your mom Maybe there to help no, you? No Do you need there. a stick? I don't need a stick. Mom! <laughs> mom! <laughs> Give me a stick. <laughs> I think okay. it was Evelyn who was like, I think he needs a stick or something. <laughs> oh, oh my god but that like that is such like i would still give the game good marks yeah it, it was a good game because, it's just that like oh, but but that that's such a like like i i would like were i reviewing it i would seriously consider dropping it to a three out of a five that i would give it based you, on you the, know what? that repetition i i would also say this if i did not have um friends who, and this is the fucked up thing. About oh no! <laughs> if I did not have friends who finished the game before me, oh no! I think I would have had a much tougher time with the game. Well, I would have had a much tougher time with the game, and I probably would have liked it a lot less. I didn't and even think about that. I'm oh, not even sure because been... now you have oh. this kind of um, uh, mixed feeling about the Abelink system. Is the Abelink system a really awesome thing that it really helps you progress through the game because your friends are helping you with their progressions? Or is it this really broken tool that basically if you have three friends who've already finished a game, the game is already sitting there in, in your lap? Right. And without it, is the game broken as well? Like, is and without it, is, it, it, is both the game extremes? broken as well? Right. <sighs> because essentially, I wouldn't have been able to have uh, four monks with natural talent and uh, phantom weapon Unless you played Abelink. 200 hours. Unless I played, well, unless I've done all the jobs. Now, yeah. granted, it doesn't have to be 200 hours because I think um, my friend Ferdinand, he finished a game. He was level 89. I think he had like 105 hours. And he complete. I think he, yeah, he maxed out all the jobs. So um, I'm guessing that that is a, a measure of like, okay, you. I finished the game in 75 hours. And a lot of it was, well, I, 75 minus 8 hours because I spent 8 hours doing the money trick to get the money to buy the <laughs> costumes right, which right. they said ever changing and it never fucking changed so I don't know what the <laughs> fucking story is with that you got ripped off but but I've seen like other characters like alright well I guess maybe it might be a different costume but like I there is um uh Agnes can run around in the the Vestal gear yeah but I never got it I thought maybe that was going to be a part of the whatever costume. Like, I thought I was going to go chapters one, two, three, and four, and their clothes were going to change. And the clothes were exactly the fucking same throughout the entire game. So what the fuck does this ever changing mean? I don't know. And then I put the Bravo bikini on Idea, and that was the end of it for her. I got that. That was the end of her. I got that shit, and I put it on because I didn't I, I didn't know what it looked like. Mm-hmm. No, actually, I did, but I didn't realize that's what it was. And I put it on just like, really? Like, fine, I understand that your target audience was, at one point, like, Japanese males, but I don't know. I Fine, people like it. I, I'm not Well, they also made people. a big deal about it early in the game. They Yeah, but 
I think it's I think it's that type of shit like in 2014 times have changed I guess but like you know that shit is really alienating to a lot of people and I think that you know we need to I say we I'm not part of the industry but like oh, they need to be fucking smarter about what they do it's not like like it, you know, fine if you want to do a bravo kini fine then you need to make a, a tiz spandex yeah that would be cool like I wouldn't put it on but then again, I took the bravacchini, like, I, I, I took that costume away as soon as I saw what it looked like. I'm like, you know what, I don't, this is not, this is, call me a prude, but, like, with this, with that type of stuff and the Tomodachi Life thing happening, and every time you see, like, a new fighting game, the girls are always, like, almost topless, and, like, the guys are just, like, wearing sweatpants or whatever. It's just, like, really, like, <laughs> the just, guys are more, like, wearing fully clad plate armor. This is twenty, And the girls are wearing bikinis. Like, you know, it it matters to a lot more people than it did back then and be smart like be smart about it like this is this is a different culture this is a different set of people with different norms and different standards like and i'm talking about everything in general i'm talking about the tomodachi life thing i'm talking about the fact that there are rarely any black people in video games and if they are they're thugs or Or like stereotypical like and anytime there's a native american it's like a thunderhawk or like a tomahawk <laughs> or something. It's like, guys, like, be smart about this shit. Like, like, why, why are, why are we so backwards? And why is it okay for for people to like do all this type of like non diverse stuff? And I guess I, I don't know. I, I you know, I want to say it's because the demographics are dominated by you know you X years old to Y years old males, but eighteen thirty four half. No, I, I, I'm just, I'm being very broad because you never know what oh. they're gonna pull out next. True, eighteen twenty-seven. But like a lot 14, of game, 19. a lot of a lot of male gamers are dads now with daughters. Half the people who play games are women. You know, mm-hmm. the minorities who play games are growing and growing. And I'm not talking about Asians. I'm talking about others who 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 like you know don't necessarily get top billing from a racial standpoint. And I don't know how I got in this tangent, but it all comes back to the <laughs> Bravo goddamn Bravo bikini that didn't need to be there in the first place. <laughs> that's that's kind of like the stem on top of the cherry that's on top of the icing on the cake that is chapters 5 through 8 being the same fucking thing of that game and yet that game did well and underneath all that is a really really solid game and I'm, I am so sad that it's mired under all this garbage that we've had to spend this much time talking about because it is so frustrating I have a question in. yeah by the time they unlocked the final dungeon, did you even want to bother? I'm not talking about Dark Aurora. I'm talking about the uh, the the cache of uh, gear. Oh, secret dungeon. Uh, not it, secret dungeon, in um in um in the Crescent Island. I did go through that. The whole thing. I I did go through that. Yeah, because I I didn't think that it would be a rehash of every other dungeon you went through, which it was. <laughs> I didn't realize that's what it was. There, there again. The insult to injury. Oh, great! New content. Wait, no. And you know what? That is almost exactly what they did for the extra dungeons in Chrono Trigger for DS. True. And that's what made me write that article of games I will never play again, because that just wore me out on Chrono Trigger. It was like, really? This is what you're, you're gonna have the same kind of tile set? These? What? It, oh, oh. Did you so how 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 did you um like the adventure and dog battle? The what? It, the adventure. If you finished it, that means that you would have gotten all the way to the bottom of that that um that 
cave or whatever it is, and you can't teleport out of it. Mm-hmm. And the final boss, which is like you know super boss, was the adventurer. I might have done something wrong and not initiated that fight, or mm-hmm. I completely don't remember that. Yeah, because that that's the final boss of that area. Huh. Um, the adventurer and the dog, and it's Did... supposed to be like you know s- incredibly super fight tough. Ah. Uh... I, I must have not completed it then. Like, I must have gotten to, um, oh, it's all, he's also an optional boss in Four Heroes of Light. Um, mm. I, I might have gotten to the bottom and then not triggered that fight. I, Maybe. Because the whole thing about that dungeon is that you can't teleport out, so you got to climb back up. I think it's like 38 floors or some shit. So, oh, then I, I definitely, I definitely I didn't, you... <laughs> I definitely didn't beat it then because I feel, I think I went through like 12 or 14 floors. Mm-hmm. And I must have missed like the staircase or whatever. Well, oh, you mean to get to the fifteenth floor? I, I, I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, you basically get all the best items in the game in that dungeon, and it, it well when it when it unlocked and it was like, oh, you can go here now before you finish the game. I'm like, fuck that! I don't need no weapons. <laughs> I got two characters going just, in, just, like, naked, it. casting all kinds of crazy spells. Fuck this. And then, you know, when I realized that wasn't going to work, then I had to have one character in no clothes casting the spells and another one just kind of like supporting. No, no, no. Actually, I I did keep it because at first I had all four. And I tried to do the Megalixer trick, but the Megalixer trick doesn't work on the final boss because the final boss has too much HP. You can't (laughs) – using Feel No Pain, you delay your HP damage. So after three turns goes, you take all the damage you were supposed to take the three turns and you die. Because if I'm, you're throwing, I'm, I'm looking hmm. at a video of, um, oh, it's a hidden staircase. Oh, it's a, it's I dig. I think I did get to the bottom, but it was a hidden stairwell or it was a hidden mm. passage, and I did not see that. I definitely uh-huh. do not remember. Like I'm seeing a dialogue. He's like, oh, I didn't see, think you'd get here. Do you want to, do you want to have a match for fun? And I definitely don't <laughs> remember this. I don't remember fighting the 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 adventurer. And I think it's a fox. Yeah. Oh, right, right. I keep saying. Well, it's the foxes and all. It's my so. dog. It's my dog. Yeah, I um, definitely did not fight him, but whatever. Done. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm done with that game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how I felt. Oh, uh, did you find any nemeses and like like to completion? Uh, the nemeses. Mm-hmm. Which ones are those again? The ones that you are in Norend Norende. No, no. I fought. I fought Belphegor, and I fought. Um, what's her face with the multiple Mammon. arms? Um, the queen Mammon? from. Mammon, yeah, I fought those two and I was done. Yeah, see, but did you beat them or did you just fight them? And... I beat them handily because Belphegor was twenty five and Mammon was seventy, but mm-hmm. like I had I had had the techniques dialed down by then, so I was just. Oh yeah, see, I didn't even bother fighting him. I was like, you know, fuck this. <laughs> I needed I needed something different. That's why. I just wanted to be done with the game. Well, no, well, I did that. I did that before. I did that like in the middle of my grind session where I'm just like, I can't move forward in this game right now because it's so upsetting. Let me just do something else. Mm -hmm. And so that was that part of it. Um, Yeah. Uh, Oh, another final question is, um, how'd you feel about the a the ending and b the 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 promo video? I like the promo video. I like the way they did it, where they use the camera to kind of simulate an AR type thing where you're looking around and you're kind of seeing this battle take place only through like small portholes in this chamber that you're being like locked up in i thought mm-hmm. that was very cool um yeah. and i think it's interesting that they're going to that, that they're seemingly going to continue bravely second with tiz yeah or at least 
he's going to factor into it. Whereas, you know, traditionally in Final Fantasy, we're used to it not doing that. But then maybe, you know, when you look at Final Fantasy X-2 and Final Fantasy XIII-2, maybe that's they're, they're, they're now changing their mindset to be like, no, we should stick with the characters that we built up and build another game. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, the ending... I... Uh, so the last battle, that when it gets all meta and stuff, I thought was really cool when it was starting to break the fourth walls. Like, oh, these are your friends, and like, oh, there's your face in the final battle because it's using the camera. Um, I thought that Ouroboros just kind of coming out of nowhere was typical, like, Squaresoft, like, hey, here's an enemy, fight it. And it was just like, all right, that's dumb. Um, you know, we've seen it with Zeromus, we've seen it with the guy, with Necron in Final Fantasy IX. But... I liked how they characterized Ouroboros. I like how they characterized him as this just like kind of Akuma like mm-hmm. character who's just like I already answered bo- that. Next question. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> what yo what do what do you not understand? I am I am I'm, trying I'm, to eat your world. I'm bad Come news. On. Next. <laughs> I'm bad news and this is a video game. Like what what do you want me to say? Yeah, what I, is I, it? I loved it every time they were like, yeah. Okay, what is your next question? It's like, next, the, come on. Don't you come, understand? Keep, I already answered that. Come on. Coming, give come me on, another question. Come on. I, I got worlds to eat here. Come on. Like, do you do you want me to distill it into a yes-no survey? I don't understand. Like, I, I'm hungry. What? Um, I like that. I um, I think it's really funny that he was like, the way that he treated Aerie at the very end, he's just like, uh, <laughs> you're done. Peace. Yeah. Um, and it's like, what? Aerie's my bitch. Did what does she need to do? Peace. Hungry. Snacks. Um, I'm trying to remember. Okay, so like they did the typical fanfare of like, oh, they visit every town and everyone's happy and blah blah blah. And, mm-hmm. and then like the the whole thing where Aerie's sister's spirit was hiding inside Tiz this whole time was really dumb. It was just out of yeah, nowhere. I can, you know, it's been so long. I completely forgot that that happened. I just, I just feel it's like, all right, like, that's another thing that just kind of came out of nowhere. Well, it didn't really come out of nowhere, but it, it did at the same time. You know, tell me this: if you remember, you know the opening uh, AR sequence with the girl falling into the, the, the crevice. Yeah. Who was that? Was that? That was Agnes. That was Agnes from when? The world previous? I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's the fucking weirdest thing. Because I have um I have a, a digital copy of the AR sheet. Uh there there are actual AR cards that came with Bravely Default. Yeah. And I could only get hers to work. Um I don't know why. It's on my cell phone I couldn't actually get the uh the, I probably should have maybe I'll try it. I probably should have That was her, right? I'm not wrong, right? Or am I going crazy? It it, it is her. But the thing is From she from dies. which world you're asking. Right. It, it, I'm assuming it had to be from the previous world. Of and maybe I would know more about it if I um. Or is that the angel? To... Is that the angel that Deroso and um the and Juliana thought they saw? It might be, because the thing is, it, the whole thing was that she's like standing around or whatever, and then the ground opens up and she falls into the chasm, and that's mm-hmm. it. Right, 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 right. But there's an AR card for Ring a Bell, an AR card for Tiz, an AR card for uh Idea, and an AR card for Aerie. Is either Aerie or the sister. Now, I couldn't get those to work. And I bet you if I got those to work, I'd have a better understanding of what that is. And they're probably the characters from the previous world, maybe. But uh, maybe. how does that correlate to the 
and the game this is, was, was so fucking weird. It's like that was the very first thing you see in the game when you press start. You see that AR movie of Anya's falling into the chasm. Okay. Yeah. And now it's like okay, you play through the game with her, and then she decides that she's gonna work for Crystalism, continue to be a Vestal. Okay, dull, bland. Idea. She she wants to uh, kind of help push the ideals, progress the ideals. So instead of there being crystallism and anti-crystallism, they're kind of like, you know, put their differences aside and come up to something new. That was pretty cool. I thought that Ring of Bell should have, like, fully embraced being Alternus Dim and kind of, like, went with Idea instead of right, still being and this be a, creepy a protector. Because, like, Idea should have been, like, you're my childhood friend that I've been you know, I've grown up with and that I liked. I, I know I turned you down, but now we've been through this life or death situation. All right, fine. I really do love you. You know, that didn't happen. That kind of sucked. Here's my question. Here's another kind of weird question. When they uh, when they see Alternus Dim those multiple times, how does Alternus Dim not look at Ring of Bell and she's like, what the hell's going on here? Uh, um, right? I mean, it, no, problem solved. Wait, wait. No, problem wait, wait, solved. Wait, 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 wait. No, wait, wait. Um, uh, Ring of Bells are turned in for the previous world. Come but, into this world. Let's put it this way. No, because I'm thinking that he's actually facing himself or something. Like, there's got to be some kind of overlap because he knows. You know, he knows ahead of time about what they're doing. Right. So he should already know that Ring-A-Bell is him. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Once, like, he sees Ring-A-Bell, wouldn't it make more sense for him to accomplish his mission? Wouldn't it make more sense for him to be like, hold on, I'm going to take off my helmet. Don't puke. Don't puke. It's going to be weird, but I'm going to take off my helmet. Dude, look at me. Oh, none this guy? Yeah, we're, we're the same person. You want me to tell you why? X, Y, and Z. So stop following this bitch around. Cut off her wings. Let's get this done. And so he's like, no, I'm going to fight you. Oh, you're my friend and I want to boink you. And like you turn me down and blah, blah, blah. I thought we'd be married. I would be just like, hold on. Put the gun down. I'll put my gun down too. Here's my face. Look at me. Look, look, look at me. Look at me. Don't touch, but look at me. Because if we touch, we might like morph into a blob. Like I know you saw Time Cop. So like, don't touch me. But... We're the same, and I have I have an explanation for you, sir. Would you care to hear it? We have about one minute before the ship explodes, so let me talk real fast. Done! Done! But no, then we have to find out that, you know, Ring-A-Bell remembers and then tells Tiz, who tells Aerie, who understands that that this is what's going on, but then decides to forget about it, and... Because, and, <laughs> like, that just, that, that just bothered me. It's just like, what, why didn't you... Why wouldn't you just say it? Why wouldn't yeah. you just say something? I have that complaint about like a lot of movies. Like a little communication goes a long way. Yeah, and then people like sit there all silent, and and especially like romance films and shit. Yeah, and then they make the character not say what they really feel, which would have ended the movie like a half hour before it should have ended. And I'm like, why didn't you just say it? Come on, just end oh. the movie now. But yeah, the thing about the thing about Aerie's sister being in Tiz was like, it it doesn't really manifest itself until the fight with Ouroboros when he's just like, ooh, I see something. You have a celestial in- being in you. Yeah, and I'm just like, wait, what? Where did that come from? That's what I said. And I was like, wait, is he talking about me? No, he wasn't talking. It's not yeah, a cycle. That's what I thought. I, I thought he was talking about us, moment. like the player. 
Yeah. I was like, no, no, like this this fabricated story element that we just decided to fucking throw in so that we could have an emotional turn at the end when you think Tiz dies. Now, that was cool. Yeah. But the entire time that I was seeing that, I was like, this would have been much cooler if we didn't, like, have this weird thing hanging over our head that they just pulled this out of their ass. <laughs> like, it, it just, I don't know. It, it, and and here's the other thing. That's supposed to be Aerie's sister. Wasn't yeah. Aerie a spawn of Ouroboros that he created to serve him? I so suppose are, so. Are you now telling me that Ouroboros also created another one who decided that now I'm good? Or like, is maybe, that out of the question? No, but it's just weird. Like, wait, uh, wait. Maybe he created Aerie, and as a side effect, a good side of of you know this, it was like he created Aerie. I guess. But in the process of doing so, he created a good angel that he didn't really know about, and angel, a good a good fairy that he didn't know about, and she was like in hiding and shit and then she basically like orchestrated this whole thing which doesn't make any sense because how could she have orchestrated when nobody knew anything even though they knew it i don't, I don't know they, they you know what like all, all the one thing that they should just do is make a boss rush mode for this game and not put it in the context of a dungeon or anything just have a menu item that says boss rush for not even or, or, or not even that just play against each boss so you could like tinker with your parties because that's the most fun in the game that I had was just you know configuring my party and skills and seeing what worked and what didn't. And I, I, I personally I think that all Final Fantasy games should have a boss mode where you could just pick a boss and fight it. But that's just me. Hmm. Um, that that would have at least gave me like all right, this game is dumb. This the stupid story was dumb in the end, and and these stupid chapter repeats were dumb. But let me see what happens if I go in with a um, what was uh. What was Victoria's class? Was that Arcanist or Arcanist. something else? Mm-hmm. Let's go with the Arcanist because I've never used one before. And let me try that out. Or let me really try to abuse the Alchemist's abilities or the Salve Maker's abilities and see what that's all about. Now I just don't want to pick it up because I don't want to walk through a tower. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, I'm all BD'd out. Do you have any other last remarks? Because I'm still very interested to see what you, you know, any other thoughts you have on this are. Uh, well... Everything I I pretty much have to say about this game has been exhausted. Um, let's see. I hope I really, that I hope that Bravely Second doesn't repeat these mistakes. But I I, I, I have really the feeling so that they too. will. I, have I hope that Bravely feeling. Second like does some really cool things, even you know with the 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 system of Bravely Second, and that it doesn't like. Well, that basically, I'm not gonna repeat, but yeah. basically it, the same thing. Something that t- something tells me that the late that the blonde girl who breaks him out of his his little like chamber in the promo video is like Idea from another world, just because they look sort of alike and have similar mannerisms. Yeah, but they have. She has a different name. I know, but and so she, did Ring a like, Bell. Does some crazy shit, and she knows everything. Which which all the more makes me think that maybe it is Idea. <laughs> I hope not, because then I'm like, you know what. Let's uh let, let's do away with those other three characters. Maybe keep Ring about, but let's let's do away with the other characters and do something like new, something kind of. I actually different. I actually liked Adia and Ring about far more than Tiz and Anyas. Um, yes, Tiz I'm was just here. Tiz to me just felt like like I felt bad for him because of his brother and all, but it was just like here's your typical like JRPG protagonist. All right, you're done. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tiz, meh. Um. I, I, I was most excited about the prospect of Ring of Bell and then when it was revealed that he was Alternus, um, I, I thought that was really cool. But 
they you know didn't what? really take it anywhere after that. You know what? What's funny is that we had this conversation over, over I Am where I was sick of his kind of like, all he does is want ass. That's all he mm-hmm. does. He's going after ass all the time. And I was like, I hope that he develops into something other than just this ass chaser. And right. he did. He totally yeah. did. And uh, like, like he was still the same. He still had the same personality, but he got like more and more serious about like, all right, like, like I'm starting to remember stuff and like this is changing the way that I'm approaching things. I'm still horny, but we got to take care of this first. Um I don't know. But oh, I tell you one thing that I did like. Yeah. I like the Conjurer quest line. That was really fucking cool. Uh like where Yuliana would present these situations in chapter 7 because the key characters for each of the main characters were gone and I'm sorry, each of each of the main characters that had a certain circumstance was fulfilled. Like Till was alive and Olivia was alive. Yeah. And Ringabel and Idea could be together in peace in Eternia. And it was like I honestly thought that it, it didn't end the way I wanted it to. The way I wanted it to end was I wanted them to all be faced with these situations and go, Okay, I can either stop what I'm doing now and live in peace in this world with these people filling in the shoes of myself who has passed away because like Alternus had died. Right. Uh, Anya's had died. Tiz had died and Adia had died. They all, oh, oh, that's what it was. It was the world without those four characters and they were able to put themselves into the, the empty slots of where they were. Right. But then when they decided not to, it was like, okay, well I have one more test for you and I'm going to fight you. Right. I thought it would have been better if it was the whole point of that was so that they could so that the conjurer could stop the harrowing. If they didn't go after the crystals anymore, then there would be no need for all this build up for the game. Right? That's so, interesting. Yeah. I never now even when they decide no, we want to continue going with the crystals, Juliana should have said, Well now I'm gonna have to stop you myself. Yeah. But it didn't happen that way. <laughs> that would have been really interesting. I, I I completely never thought of that. So, huh? And guess what? The Excel sheet popped up War of the Lions for me. So I'm fucking another hundred hours into that. I guess should I listen to the Excel sheet? I mean, I already started it. Uh, <laughs> I I think that you should. I think that you will probably play it to completion. Um, do I have an hour count on my spreadsheet? Let's see. I mean, don't get me wrong. I really liked the original, what I played of the original tactics. I put a good, healthy 100 hours into tactics advance. I plan to do same thing, the same thing with advance 2. But Oh, no, no. Oh, oh I was going to tell you, um, don't play tactics advance 2. <laughs> really? Uh, the reason why is because, you know, I realized, and it, it just took a little bit of assistance from reading a review. I read a review, I think it might have been on GameSpot, about basically how... Tactics Advance 2 is almost like a poor man's fanfic of Tactics Advance. And huh. the, the the actual like content of the game, like the, the, the gameplay and everything is is pretty good, but to play it through the to play through the game to completion, it just doesn't seem like it's really worth it. And you know, I stopped playing the game after like fifty something hours and I never really wanted to get back into it. And then I read the review, and I'm like, you know what? I don't need to go back into it because there's there's just not enough new to it, right? There's not enough new to it, and then there's there's uh, certain limitations I can't even really remember at this point. But 
there's certain elements to the game that just make it like, you know what, if I want to play Tactics, I'll play Tactics Advance 1, or I'll play War Lines. Because Tactics Advance 2 is more like a... Uh, well, I know you're so not really So it's too basically crazy not better than Tactics Advance 1. Right. And and the way that the, 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 the story is presented it's basically to you, saying, the pro- but the progression is, pre- is presented to you, it's kind of like you're going all over the place, and you're kind of doing this, you're doing that, and you, you kind of meet up with Vaughn from Final Fantasy X, uh, 12, and is you, it you, is it one of those things where it's just like we needed a tactics on the DS because it did so well in the GBA, so here it is. Yes, and they didn't really put enough effort into making it um, unique and good enough for what it should have been. You know, that's a shame, and it, it, that that's kind of like. Depressing for someone who's put fifty three hours into Tactics Advance. I, 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 but I have it, and it's sitting on my shelf, and it needs to be. Maybe, maybe I'll play it for ten hours, and then be like, maybe, yeah, because I'm, and, I'm, I'm gonna like sell mine. I'll <laughs> give it the Kingdom of Paradise treatment, or it's just like, eh, all right, it's done. I, I spent don't know. Seventy six hours on War of the Lions. Yeah, maybe I should be tackling these games by HowLongToBeat.com and see how long each of them takes to beat, and I will tackle them in reverse order. <laughs> I don't know. Like, either way, I'm gonna have to hit 100 hours at some point. I just, I guess, I guess, just coming off of something that I put 80 hours into is just like, like God, I can't do this again. And when I did it for from Shin Megami Tensei 4, when I went into Final Fantasy 4 Heroes of Light, I had already beaten half that game, so I didn't have to put a million hours. And that game wasn't a million hours long, anyways. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Well, how about this? Um, if you um, if you get into a position where, like, okay, you don't want to play more War Alliance, try and find some, some, like, a platformer or something, something that you can kind of play and get through. It won't take a hundred thousand hours, and then like do Fire Emblem Awakening. We could that could be our next tandem game. All right, that w- I will give that a shot. Because <laughs> I I know you don't want to go from. Final Fantasy Tactics War Alliance to Fire Emblem Awakening. I, I oh don't really God, like that's that, that's ridiculous. Like oh. I will gladly go from Project Cross Zone to Fire Emblem Awakening. I am so old and, and decrepit and curmudgeonly. Oh God, <laughs> I'll just I'll just play Mario Brothers U for the rest of my life. No, <laughs> no, no, I won't because no. Mario World is better. I'll play that. I'll play Mario World again. I'll play all the 3D old World? games again. Oh, wait. Super Mario World, as in from 1991. Yes. <laughs> God. Anyway, you have a child to go fetch, correct? Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> like, yeah. Eh. Well, happy trails. Uh, this was a good discussion of Bravely Default and why people should play it and then stop halfway through. Or play it and then use some kind of game-breaking party setup to uh, speed through chapters 5 through 8. True. Um, yes, you have been warned. If, if, you, uh, if you actually had to take that advice, meaning that you sat through our spoilers without having played the game, well, fine. I mean, I hope that... Uh, this sounds really dumb to say, but I hope that didn't discourage you from trying the game. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it did. Anyway... You can write to us uh, at mailbag at drygames.net. You can tweet us um, at Mr. Chupon. That's mine is spelled with an O. Uh, Al, you, we, where can we reach you? You can reach me on Twitter at the D Red Mage. And um, that's it. 
So send us questions, send us comments. We will an- we promise we will answer them uh, in October when we record our next episode. <laughs> Maybe it'll be sooner than that. Um, but until then, or until next year, or next decade, uh, I am Austin, and this is Al, and this has been the Try Again Podcast. Fuck Bravely the Fault. Yeah, Fuck Bravely the Fault. Fuck BG. Fuck the next, fuck the next, fuck the next.